With the cost of living going up across the country, you deserve a solution that offers some change. BJ's Wholesale Club members can save an extra 50 cents per gallon at BJ's Gas when they spend $100 in club or with curbside pickup. Stop what you're doing and head over to your local BJ's to get the savings you deserve. Not a member? Join today at BJ's.com or in the club. In-club purchase and gas purchase must be made on the same day. Learn more at BJ's.com slash gas. Aww. Oh, what's up, bigots? Look at all you bigots in the chat. Good evening, everybody. It's been literally... It's been literally, like, days since I've, like, streamed. It's been three days, I think. I mean, it was a Thursday. But it feels like it's been a while because I've been doing way too many of these dang streams. We got a bunch of bigots in the chat. All you guys, we're going we're gonna to do a mask check in the tray in the chat. You guys make sure... Make sure... Where, where's your muzzles, guys? Make sure to wear those muzzles. Right, you might be getting too much, too much oxygen to your brain. Put those muzzles on. Let your let your surveillance devices register that you have your muzzles on. That you're good global citizens. There we go. We've got some muzzle emojis. Muzzle emojis. Face diapers engaged. Right. Every every few days you could change that face diaper out. But that that is how you stay healthy, and we all know. We all know that. Why? Well, because the good grown ups told us. It's easy. It's simple. The grown ups told us so. Let me fix this. Let's see if I get this brighter. Too much. Where's the turn the saturation down there on the camera? Let's see if we can get this a little brighter. All right. Okay. 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 All right. We we already got some supporters of this stream. We already got some supporters of this stream. Thank you guys for the support. Remember, these are one hundred percent supported by you guys. We get zero support via YouTube. In fact, they all get demonetized. Um, you know, we were well within the community guidelines of YouTube, always. But, as you know, YouTube has been pretty trigger-happy with the removal of channels lately. So, uh, hey, you guys like content like this? You want these streams to keep going? You gotta share them. You gotta hit the thumbs up. Share them and hit the thumbs up. And thanks to everybody who does support via the Streamlabs. We've got a couple Streamlabs here. Let's, let's read some of, these, some of these super chats via the Streamlabs. Let's see here. Is it even on? Where's my... Let's see. There we go. Let's get that notification thing on. Is it working? No. Well, again, I'm bigger and stronger than you, so I won't worry too much. There we go. My Negro's Fast donated five bucks. Says, I must say, I was skeptical at first about eating raw meat. But then I tried a raw New York strip, and it had its own natural savoriness to it. Quite pleasant. Um, yeah, I mean, a good way to start is also just doing it blue rare. You get a big... If you believe that you are being gaslighted, then speak out. Gaslighted! Then speak to someone. Make friends within the vegan community. There we go. Mentally healthy uh, psychologist, right? She's a psychologist. University professor. Essential twerker. The lovely Michelle, though. Thank you very much, Michelle. Um, all right, as far as... <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ooh. That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. There we go. You got thank you guys for supporting. Thank you guys for the support. 
Sometimes we get support, sometimes we don't, and it, uh, it it always helps. It always helps to motivate to get more of these streams. We got Sheed donates five bucks as well. Says that the Alahu snack bar, you can get religion of peas, Jesus, new real nutrition. That's why he surrounded himself with fishermen and got healthy seafood. Also, I just heard that figs aren't vegan. Christianity is based AF. So there we got a riddle and overdose comment right there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Shit, I appreciate that. We got uh, we got uh, Tristan Haggard donated five bucks, but I'm not even going to read that one. But thank you for the donation. I ain't reading that one, though. Uh, but I appreciate the dono. Uh, Vladdy Rowe donates Canadian five through Super Chat. Says, gotta laugh at the fact that YouTube just advertised some vegan protein powder at the beginning of the video. Shout out to people in Toronto standing up. Uh, what's going on in Toronto? Are you guys you guys getting out in the streets in Toronto? I've been I've seen quite a few little video clips today of um, of the UK. Uh, where else? Spain, Spain. That was a big one. Uh, no, and then uh, I think it was Italy as well. So uh, there are quite a few anti-lockdown uh, protests going on. We'll see what what comes of that. So yeah, shout out to everybody up in Toronto, and shout out to Vladdy Rowe. Thank you for that one. Mafuka. Donates five bucks as they say microdosing magical shrooms can cure. They say microdosing magical mushrooms can cure cluster headaches. The same could be said for putting cayenne pepper up your nose, but that's much more manly. Oh, uh, thank you. We got we had to read that in the Terrence Terrence McKenna, the mushroom whisper to me sweet nothings in between the slipstream of the van morrison lyrics pouring into me through the ether of a thousand pinprick dewdrop donuts from the self-transforming machine elves motherfuckers uh thank you very much for that one <clears throat> yeah cayenne pepper up your nose for the cluster headaches you know uh, as far as cluster headaches go i've seen many people use a ketogenic approach a ketogenic diet to uh to alleviate that pretty interesting and i think there's actually some uh, some research if you do a quick pub med search you might be able to confirm or um or debunk this but i do think there's been some research on cluster headaches and ketosis it can be difficult for people to maintain long term, but when you do get in- insane cluster headaches like that, it makes it a lot easier to, you know, maintain a uh, maintain a rigid diet as a uh, as a deep ketotic, deep ketosis diet. So thank you for that one, Joshua Schmidt. Donates four nine nine through super chat says I'm such a good global citizen that I ensure that the good grown ups at YouTube get a cut of my super chat. I will not use the nasty mean stream labs, right? You don't want to steal Susan Wojcicki's future. Um, I mean, you, know, you don't want to steal uh, Google and YouTube and Susan Wojcicki and uh, her her sister Ann Wojcicki, who runs Twenty Three and Me, and was married to the guy to one of the uh, the I think it was one of the first like initial architects of Google, maybe one of the first board members of Google. We don't want to mess with the, their poor futures. <laughs> so thank you so much for supporting YouTube for at least supporting our. Uh, our channel, and I'm sure YouTube takes note that they do make a little bit of money from these little channels that they like to uh, to smash out of existence with their algorithmic manipulation as they promote every sort of... Ma- like my, my suggested videos, they're always just mainstream shit, right? If you, you watch one Joe Rogan clip, you get freaking 50 Joe Rogan suggestions for days and days and days. Uh, but for some reason, they're always giving me CNN, MSNBC. I never click that shit. But they were, they're suggesting it to me all the time. Fox News. It's crazy. So, yeah. Thank you guys for the support. Appreciate that, bigots. 
Um, make sure to hit the thumbs up, hit the like, hit the subscribe, and I appreciate the support we do get. Streamlabs is the best way to support. All right, let's uh, let's get into it. We got we got to start out with some education. I think it's I think it's important to always to always start out with something that's a little bit um, educational. That's a little bit. I mean, it sets the tone. Right? I mean, it sets the tone. We've got there are a lot of important issues in the world. There are a lot of important things that are happening, and. Um, we need the grown-ups on the television to tell us what those things are. So we've got we've got the grown-ups here. Let's find it. Excuse me. There it is. We've got the good grown-ups at, at Sesame Street. Um, they're going to help us. They're going to help us to learn what is racism. So let's let's learn a little bit from from Sesame Street. I. I need some brushing up on my uh, on my my English. You know, I speak Spanish quite often. Quite often, I, I speak English with my children, my wife, but I speak a lot of Spanish throughout the day. And uh, you know, sometimes the definition of words can be so hard. Words are hard, right? Words are really hard, especially these words uh, that get used so often. They seem to have almost fluid meaning. So let's. Uh, I, I want to learn a little bit about what the real deal is with racism. Thank you, Sesame Street. Racism is treating people unfairly just because of the color of their skin. That's wrong and unfair. Let me try to explain. I remember a time when some kids were pretending to play superheroes. Sounds like fun, right? <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, I'm just a pink one. Each kid knew exactly which superhero they wanted to be. wanted to be the same superhero. Kevin turned to Brandon and said, you can't be a superhero. Superheroes are supposed to be white. That made Brandon feel confused and angry, sad. Racism hurts and it's wrong. Did the narrator just give a little whimper from the narrator? Racism hurts, and it's wrong. But Brandon thinks superheroes can come in all skin colors. Making a judgment based on the color of a person's skin is unfair and wrong. So Brandon stood like a superhero and said, I can be any superhero. My superhero is black. Oh, man, his friend stood up and declared, superheroes can be any color. <laughs> there you go. Racism's defeated. All right. <laughs> you understand, kids? This is what racism is. I'm sorry. You're right. Superheroes can be any color. That's how you Let's fix play. it. Yeah. Let's play. Yeah. It's important to help children feel empowered and become right. upstanders for themselves and one another. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So racism is when you're playing with your friends and one of them wants to be a superhero and you say, no, you can't be that type of superhero. 
But then he says, no, any superhero, any person of any color can be any superhero. And then you all agree. And that's it. It's done. <laughs> Game, set, match, racism defeated. Um, thank you, Sesame Street. Let's do, can you guys do the patriarchy next? That was, they really cleared up a lot of things. I, uh, <laughs> you're going to help all the children understand the deep issues of systemic racism. Um, Sesame Street. That's great. That's great. Now we got one one more education. One more education. And we got oh, excuse me, a little teaser there. We got one more bit of education here for you guys. Um, just to help set the mood, right? I mean, this is this is uh, some really good content. Maybe uh, for parents, you can help to teach your children with some of this. Like if you have neighbors and they refuse to wear a mask, you could send them this. You could you could learn the lyrics to this song. You could play this song for them. You could perform this song for them. You could do, you could do like caroling, like but a socially distanced, and you and a group of, of individuals that you know may or may not uh, menstruate. Um, those could be um, whatever gender they say, whatever you, get, you guys get it right. You know the thing. Um, you can you can go you could go caroling, social distance caroling, and you can you could wear your masks and you could stand six feet apart. You maybe chuck a pebble at their door to try to get them to hear it, so you can't get within six feet of it, or get your you know hands on it because you could transmit through the hands, and you could sing this song to your neighbors to help them understand how to wear a mask and why to wear a mask. Those are just some things you can do with this. Hi, friends. Mr. Kipley here. Today, my friend Charlie and I are going to... Help! Help! Charlie, are you okay? Hey, who turned out the lights? This mask is broken. No, it's not broken. You're wearing it wrong. There's no eye holes. What kind of mask is this? It doesn't go over your eyes. It goes over your nose and mouth. Ah, gotcha. Okay, hang on a second. I'm fine. I think Charlie is going to need some help. Do you know how to put on your mask? Above your nose. And mask will also keep those germs from getting out. And the mask will also trap those germs right over your face. Just right there. Right over your face. babysits he's married
It is definitely strange wearing masks, but it's the best way to keep each other safe. Yeah, that's how you keep each other safe. And we know that. We know that's how you keep each other safe because that's what people on the TV say. That's what they say. The experts say that you wearing a muzzle all day, that keeps you safe. That keeps you safe. Yeah. The sooner we can stop wearing the masks. Yay. Okay, I'll wear my mask to protect you. Thank you. I will wear my mask to protect you. Hooray, masks. You okay, Charlie? Yay. He's okay. Yay, masks. Wear your mask and I'll see you again soon. Yay! Hi friends, if you liked the video, give it a thumbs up. Ooh, I hope you subscribe. Yeah! Wear the masks. <laughs> Wear the masks, guys. You guys remember at, uh, in Guantanamo, this is, uh, this is what they would do to prisoners. They would also get to wear masks. That's how they stay, se- they stay he- safe. Excuse me. They stay healthy and safe in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, uh, with, with these masks. Isn't that cool? Guantanamo Bay. I think that's great that they're protecting these people. That's really cool that they're protecting these guys. And it's totally healthy and, and good to wear a mask, obviously. To wear a medical mask over your face. That's why they use it for torture in Guantanamo. It's good for children to do it all day. All day long. So there we go. We, got, we learned a little bit about racism. A little bit about masks. There's just there's so much... There's so much more to learn, and the World Economic Forum is here to teach us also. The World Economic Forum has taught us a lot lately. Um, they've taught us so many things, so many things, and thanks to the experts uh, of the science, the settled science that is settled, uh, we, can, we can learn a little bit more today. How to stay socially connected as lockdown returns. And this is an article from today at the World Economic Forum. So remember, the World Economic Forum, this international conglomerate, this group uh, that meets together at Davos every year, um, the top billionaire philanthropists, heads of major media, um, uh, corporations, investment banking, uh, government officials meet and plan out the economy of the future. Now, the World Economic Forum was started by a gentleman called Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab, who wrote this book that we've been quoting from and talking about recently, he wrote uh, COVID-19, The Great Reset, The Great Reset, which is leveraging this crisis opportunity to bring in fourth industrial revolution, to bring in a new economic model, and to bring in this insane technocracy that none of us have consented to, that none of us desire, that most people have no ideas being planned for them right in front of their faces, right out in the open. And the World Economic Forum is going to tell us about how good these lockdowns are. Remember the IMF, World Economic Forum, they've been loving these lockdowns. They've been loving these. In fact, it opens up great opportunities for things like land grabs, for things like the destruction of small businesses, for things like uh, the privatization um, of resources. Uh, this has been a great, great time for the World Economic Forum for Klaus Schwab. We're going to talk about a little bit more today. And here's an article, How to Stay Socially Connected as Lockdown Returns. Remaining socially distanced can be hard, but it's vital for the eradication of COVID-19. Remember the, so now, now it's not just flatten the curve. Now it's not two weeks. It's, we're gonna, we have to eradicate this. We need zero cases. Eradication. Completely impossible. Impossible task. In these moments of lockdown and isolation, staying connected to family and friends can be 
challenging. However, maintaining these relationships virtually is vital for our well-being. Back to this word, well-being, right? So this new economic model, they're going to tell you all sorts of lovely things about your well-being, your well-being. What is well-being? Well, it's completely subjective. These people could just make up whatever they want. <laughs> they could make up whatever moral calculus for your well-being. Uh, you know, hey, if you take this pill, it's going to increase your well-being points by 10. And so well-being is going to be used. This concept of well-being is going to eventually be gained and transitioned into social credits. Right? So you're going to be able to count your well-being on your device, which is going to be monitoring your health, your behavior, your movement, all your contacts, uh, all your contacts, Everything you do. Right? So World Economic Forum, of course, is telling us this is vital. We need to have virtual relationships, not real relationships. Right? You, you, you need to live in virtual reality. Your children need to go to uh, virtual schools. And we need lockdowns to lock you in your home. And World Economic Forum, big tech, loving this. Loving this shit. After a fairly relaxed summer, more and more places are bringing back tighter restrictions in response to rising cases, with some even returning to full or near-full lockdowns. Remember, this is, this is killing more people than any virus out there is killing. The suicide rates are insane. The, the um, overdoses, alcoholism increasing, domestic violence. It's insane. Drug abuse. People who are not getting treated for chronic illnesses and diseases that they have, people that are missing checkups, people that are getting uh, that are not getting diagnoses or things like cancer, um, shoot, people that are uh, that have dialysis and are missing their dialysis checkups and then dying. But and you're told no, you can't even have a funeral. You can't have a funeral. You're gonna you gotta have a you have a virtual funeral. Don't worry, you can have a virtual funeral. <laughs> This is what they're telling you. You can have virtual funerals. Where did that go? Here we go. Virtual reality reunites mother with dead daughter in South Korean doc. So there's this idea of virtual reality, virtual, virtual contact with people. And so here, this woman, she's reunited with her dead daughter. Look how lovely, look how amazing technology is. You're going to be reunited with your dead relatives. It's <laughs> selling you virtual afterlife. Virtual heaven. That's madness. We saw this uh, Parkland victim brought back to life with AI for gun house. control message. You guys remember this? We watched this back yeah, when it I came remember. out. And this like is three my house weeks ago. Two years ago, our beautiful son Joaquin was shot and killed at Parkland. To be like, to look, it's used artificial intelligence. Oh goodness! To bring back no, their virtual it's son. It's me. It's Walk. I've been gone for two years and nothing's changed, bro. People are still getting killed by guns. What is that? Everyone knows it, but they don't do anything. I'm tired of waiting for someone to fix it. So the virtual activists, right? Getting, getting used to this idea of just people being virtual. Right? Your loved ones will be virtual. You gotta stay home and save those lives, though. You gotta stay home and save lives. Stay home, save lives. 
Being socially connected to others makes us feel safe and cared for. And this feeling affects our body and brain. This is the World Economic Forum again. We worry less about potential dangers and feel less stressed, sleep better, have lower heart rate and blood pressure. Our baseline energy requirement is lower, and our immune system works more efficiently. See, they're telling you this. We are also less prone to depression. They're telling you this. They're telling you this isolation kills you. They know isolation is torture. Isolation, wearing masks, isolation are torture techniques used for millennia to break down the psyche. And so it's all about pelvic blood flow. You get inadequate clitoral engorgement, um, uh, which um, um, a, uh, a, a lubricant can be useful. Thank you. Dr. Coomer coming with the uh, breaking the ice there. Mike Tate donates 499 through Super Chat says, Do you exclude any animal foods from your diet for religious reasons? Love the content and your message. Um, I mean, we don't we don't eat blood, right? We don't eat we don't eat blood or like strangled animals. Um, so yeah, we, and again, we're Eastern Orthodox. So uh, thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate that. That's a good question. Uh, but no, we don't. We're not like kosher, right? Orthodox. We don't believe in the uh, you know we don't have like Noahide laws or kosher laws or anything like that as far as uh, food intake goes. But we do not eat blood um, or strangled animals. Uh, Rachel donated $5 and didn't even say anything. Thank you very much, Rachel. I appreciate that. Hey, guys, these, these streams, these are supported by you. We should just, I, I feel this is getting, it's getting too serious. We need, should we just do some funny stuff? Where's the funny vegan videos? Can't we just laugh at vegans like we did two years ago? Now, now all the, the side issues that I was talking about for the last four years in streams, now this stuff's like right in the forefront. I just want to be able to go back to having laughs about these vegans. <laughs> Can we just do that? We'll do that a little bit later. But um, thank you guys for the support. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, everybody in the uh, in the chat. Thank you very much for the uh, for the support via the Streamlabs. That's the, base, the best way to support. Super Chats gives YouTube a cut. Streamlabs doesn't give them a big cut. Doesn't really give them a cut at all. Uh, Streamlabs gets like processing fees or something. But anyway, Streamlabs is the best way. That's the way to do it. World Economic Forum. Please keep enlightening us. So here they tell you, World Economic Forum tells you that stress, we all know that stress is one of the worst things for your immune system. What is one of the most stressful things? Isolation. Right, poor sleep. Another terrible thing for the immune system. Guess what? Isolation and being subjected to constant terror campaigns from mass media is going to interrupt your sleep. Also, staying on devices all the time, like even me right here, it's 8 o'clock at night, I shouldn't be staring at this blue screen. Right? This will disrupt your sleep. So they're telling you, your immune system is not going to work efficiently because of the isolation that we're going to push on you and that we're going to promote and that the IMF is going to strong arm these so-called developing countries that are being systematically destroyed and made more and more poor by these lockdowns and these measures and then these IMF loans that they receive when the conditions are to have more of these restrictive measures. The IMF loans they receive are used to bolster up military and police and guess what? Uh, oppressed populist uprisings that are inevitably going to happen. And those people who are funding this and who understand how these cycles work are telling you, oh no, we're going we're gonna to save you. We need to reset everything. We need to reset humanity. We need to inject you 
We need to put we need to put happy healthy medicine injections inside of you. We need to eventually merge you with machines. And you're all extra, by the way. They tell us. They tell us you're not essential. That's what they tell us. And then they say, no, this is good for you. This is to, to save lives. It's to save lives. Total gaslighting. Total gaslighting. This is because when calculating the <laughs> excuse me. When calculating the available cognitive and bodily resources, our brain naturally takes our nearest social surroundings, the people we interact with, into account. That's true. When you're making decisions, when you're making decisions, you're always taking into account the people that you're surrounded with. So if they can keep you in a virtual reality when you are surrounded with virtual friends that you don't even know if they're real or not, guess what? Those are the signals that you're going to be looking at for social cues on how to react, how to respond, how to behave, what to think, how to be. And this is why destroying the family, this is why destroying the church, this is why destroying physical gatherings of people is so essential to these people in their long-term goals, which are ultimately to break you like beasts, to turn us into tracked and traced lab rats. This is what these people are doing to us. And they're doing it in the name of sustainability. They're doing it in the name of saving mommy earth. They're doing it in the name of saving you from all these threats. Whatever new threats are going to come, guess what? It's going to be the same medicine required. The same medicine to save you from the climate crisis, which is always restrictions on your ability to move. Tracking you. Tracking everything around you, everything you do. And also tracking your biological Stay constantly. So they tell you this right here. They tell you exactly. These people understand what's going on here. When calculating the available cognitive and bodily resources, our brain naturally takes our nearest social surroundings, the people we interact with, into account. It treats social and metabolic resources almost interchangeably. If we can count on other people to support us in times of needs, our own resources can either be preserved or dedicated to other issues as if they were literally, literally increased. Recent social neuroscience, ooh, neuroscience findings suggest that these beneficial effects have to do with becoming synchronized with others by paying attention to or thinking about the same thing at the same time and have the ability to react to one another instantly. And this is what they want, hive mind. But they want to control who you interact with what the stimulus around you that you receive is because this is what behaviorism is all about. It's all about your outward behavior. We usually do this through physical touch, eye contact, talking to each other, sharing our emotions, and following each other's behavior, such as bodily gestures. We call this biobehavioral synchrony. There is growing evidence that being in synchrony with others increases cooperation, social connection, and positive thoughts about others, and also lifts our spirit. There's growing, growing evidence that it lifts your spirits. Man, that's the science of lifting spirits. That's so science It can ease our pain, reduce stress, and boost our resilience, our ability to stay positive and healthy despite facing adversity. So, and that's what we're telling you you can't do. That's what we're telling you. The new normal is us telling you that that's dangerous. Us gaslighting you into thinking that that's going to kill you. The things you need will kill you, they tell us. Don't give grandma a hug. You might kill her. You know what kills grandma? Isolation. 
You know what kills young people? Isolation. You know what you're doing to people? You're forcing them into isolation. And this is why people are standing up and saying, no, we will not submit to this. We are not going to close our churches. We are not going to close our schools. We are not going to give in to this. A lot of people are standing up and saying no to this shit. Not enough people. But a lot of people are. They don't want you having real interactions. Virtual connections. This means we should embrace virtual interaction for our work meetings, quick chats, and socially distanced workouts, quizzes, or movie nights. It won't be the same as before, but we can still get some of this feeling of synchrony with others that is so important for us. And we'll give you just a little bit, but you're going to have to be doing it through your devices so that we can monitor everything and control everything and radiate you through your devices with millimeter waves while you do it. What's more, recent insights reveal that virtual interactions can stimulate comparable bodily and brain responses to those from real-world interactions. For example, making eye contact with someone over a video call has similar effects, physiologically and psychologically, as a real interaction involving eye contact. There you go, guys. The science says it's the same, right? All it is is just chemical reactions in your brain, says the science. The science that... They also just said, you can lift your spirits with. Lift your spirits. The science says that you get a similar physiological and psychological effect by just having eye contact with a fake camera. Look, I'm looking into the camera. Wow. This is just like looking into all of your eyes, except it's nothing like looking into all of your eyes. It's like looking into a tiny black dot. It's like looking into fucking HAL 9000. <laughs> no. <laughs> what a joke. There's also evidence that brain areas related to social reward and mind reading show stronger activation during a live online social interaction than when watching the same interaction content as a recorded video. Hearing a loved one's voice may be enough to decrease the stress hormone cortisol and increase the social bonding hormone oxytocin. But you don't get this reaction from just reading a text from the same person. Yay. Yay, so you've got to do all your social interactions through tech now. And this is good. This is going to save you. It's going to save you. But don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, North Face and the rest of the, uh, the sustainable brands, they're also going to reset. Look at that. North Face is ready for a reset. We challenged ourselves, our team athletes and friends, to reset too. See why team athlete Alex Honnold is pledging to explore more locally and rediscover what's in his own backyard. So that, yeah, we, we can't travel anymore. We can't see people anymore. We've got to be socially distanced. We've got to social engineer you into social distancing. Let's see. So, uh, yeah, the World Economic Forum, always at, the, uh, always at the forefront of social engineering. And uh, here, let me pull this up over here. The World Economic Forum finally went viral. This, uh, this article that we've been talking about for a while, this article we've been talking about for a long time, the tweet linking to that article went pretty viral in the last couple of days. A bunch of people started retweeting it. Um, where'd it go? There you go. So... Just my retweet. 43 people retweeted that retweet. We got retweets on retweets on retweets. 
Here we go, World Economic Forum. And this is a tweet from way back November 18th, 2016. I think it was about 2016 when we started talking about this article. 2030. I own nothing. I have zero privacy. But I'm happier than I've ever been. Here we go. World Economic Forum giving us eight predictions for the world in 2030. 2030 being the next kind of benchmark goals for the sustainable development principles, which are fluffy PR terms for global technocracy. That's what it is. That's, that's as simple as I can put it. But let's hear what the World Economic Forum has to say about the future. Because we're going to party in the future, guys. And 2030, it's going to be sick, dude. It's going to be so sick. It's going to be like flying cars. You're going to live forever, right? We're going to have all this awesome stuff. Going to space. Freaking three-titty chicks. Uh, have fake memories and stuff. It's going to be awesome. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, gonna be gonna be uh, uh was it was that the device? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is gonna be identifying the um, the ancient reactor just on site. Oh, it's the reactor! If you just put your hand into it, it's going to melt all the ice on all of Mars, and then it's going to release the oxygen, and we can all live. The future is gonna be amazing. It's gonna be freaking. Amazing. Let's hear what the World Economic Forum has to say about the amazing future. Eight predictions for the world in 2030. Number one, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent and it'll be delivered by drone. Wow. You just rent it. The U.S. won't be the world's leading superpower. Yay. No borders. A handful of countries will dominate. That's number two. Wow. Number three, you won't die waiting for an organ donor. Yeah, it's just gonna get transplanted and printed. We can all get Chinese dissident organs. Number four, you'll eat much less meat. Oh, really? Wait, an occasional treat, not a staple for the good of the environment and our health. Well, that kind of sucks. Oh, okay, well, five, a billion people will be displaced by climate change. Whoa, refugees, welcome. That's cool. Come share my wife's bed, refugees. Yay. Because of the climate, there's going to be refugees. Because of the climate. The climate changing. That's going to send refugees. We'll have to do a better job at welcoming and integrating refugees. Hey, I'll tell you what. i tell you what. There, there are plenty, of, uh, plenty of, of young Ecuadorian women who I'm sure would love to, uh, to, to host some, some Sudanese refugees anytime over here. I'm sure they're just, the Ecuadorian people are just, are just waiting for, uh, for some Somalis. Polluters will have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. Guess what? That means you get to pay to breathe. Because that's what you breathe. You fucking idiots. We think you're fucking idiots. And we're going to tax you for your breaths. Because we think you're fucking retarded. And we're just going to tell you over and over again that if you pay taxes, the weather will stop changing. Because we think you're fucking retarded. And we're going to tell you with Elmo. We're going to fucking tell you with Elmo. That if you don't pay taxes, the weather will the weather will not stop changing. We're gonna tell you with Billie Eilish that you should take pharmaceutical drugs, and that pharmaceutical drugs are really cool. And that also, if you pay more taxes, the weather will stop changing, and it'll be more equal and shit. Wait, <laughs> let's get. 
there will be a global price on carbon. This will help make fossil fuels history. Hey, we're going to make all of you poor as shit. Guess what? All those vehicles that you require to move around, we're going to make those basically obsolete. We're going to plan their obsolescence, and we're going to make your gasoline cost $15 a gallon. Guess what? That means you're going to be dependent on us for transport. Guess what? We're not going to let you drive. We're going to have automated vehicles. <laughs> Uh-oh. Get it. Get it. Cheese accident. Cheese emergency. Uh, you could be preparing to go to Mars. You're going to go to space. You're going to go to Mars. Scientists will have worked out how to keep you healthy in space. The start of a journey to find alien life. We're going to find your mommy and daddy, the aliens. We're going to go find your alien gods. There's no god, but we're going to go find your alien gods in space. Mars. You're going to go to Mars. Okay. Look, you're not going to own anything. You can't eat meat. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna share your coffin apartment with a, um, with, with refugees that don't speak the same language as you. But don't worry, you're all gonna learn how to code on Mars. Soy base! Western values will have been tested to the breaking point. What a, wow, who would have thought? Western values are gonna be tested to the breaking point, the World Economic Forum. What do, you, what do you mean, Western values? What are those values? <laughs> and what values will be replacing it? Whose values will be replacing it? Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum? Checks and balances that underpin our democracies must not be forgotten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the World Economic Forum says checks and balances must not be forgotten. We got to... Checks and balances. At, uh, what kind of checks and balances happen at Davos? What type, of, what type of checks and balances at the World Economic Forum? That's that's what I would like, like to know. That's what I would like to know. What kind? What kind of check and balances does uh, Klaus Schwab have? So this this is what it's about. Right? The World Economic Forum. This got retweeted a shitload. I, don't, I think this one, people slept on this the first time around back in 2016. 5.4 thousand quote tweets, 1.9 thousand retweets. So I think most of those quote tweets were from like the last couple days because they removed the retweet option uh, to protect us from the, the Russians and Iran because they just they keep meddling. They're meddling. The freaking Russians are meddling again. The Iran. Ooh, Iran. Ooh, Iran just keeps asking for that freedom. They want that. You're gonna get some of that freedom if you keep talking shit, Iran. Keep talking shit, Iran. Give me that freedom. Give me that motherfucking freedom. World Economic Forum replied nine hours ago. They replied. The blog series this video is based on is a thought experiment to provoke questions about the future. More context in the author's note at the end of this blog. Well, thanks for clearing it up. Thanks for cleaning it up. But isn't it funny how if you read the Great, Re the Great Reset by Klaus Schwab, it's exactly what he says. It's exactly what he says. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. It's you have a circular economy where things are given to you by stakeholders who are the huge mega corporations who are going to run this zero growth economy and control all of your movement and ration you goods, including your food. And don't worry, it's going to be good for the planet because it's going to be plant-based. Don't worry, you won't be able to, you won't be able to eat meat. It's not going to be a choice. 
if these people get their way. It won't be a choice. They're going to tell you, they're telling us, you won't own anything. That's number one. The number one is, you will own nothing. Eight predictions for the world in 2030. You'll own nothing. And you'll be happy. Look, this is, that guy's so happy. Look how stoked he is to own nothing. Look how, look how nice his smile is. He's so nice. He probably, he's probably not a bully. People who don't want to do this are bullies. But people who do want to do it are nice and they smile. They own nothing and they're happy. They're so happy. They have well-being. They're happy because they have well-being. So here's the article that World Economic Forum was referring to. I don't think a lot of the people retweeting it understood that there is an article. I feel 10 feet tall right now. There we go. And strong as an ox. Finally. Who the fuck is this guy? Hey. Finally. Who the fuck are you? Huh? Who the fuck are you? Okay, I like it. All right. Keep it down there. All right, Bear Roots Farmer known as Five Bucks says it's like people have not watched any sci-fi movies. Literally every sci-fi movie is a model of how these implementations result in mass suffering. You know, but it's we have to do it now because we're so because we're scared. We're scared. I'm scared. I see people wearing masks and it makes me scared. It feeds into that loop of me being scared. We gotta do this. Thank you, Bear Roots Farmer. I appreciate that. Hey guys, if you guys want more streams like this, you gotta support. We gotta. We got a, a, an abysmal lack of support for. Is it because I'm trans? Because I'm trans vegan? That's probably why. Ever since I came out as trans vegan, minimal support. Minimal support. But this show runs on audience support. We are 100% audience funded. Thank you very much for those super chats, guys. For those who do support, we appreciate it. Here we go World Economic Forum. This is. What they were referring to with their predictions there. This article, welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. This is an op-ed by Ida Auken. Ida Auken, a member of the Parliament of Denmark. She's a Dutch, I'm sorry, a Danish socialist, a uh, technocrat, probably never worked, probably never done an honest day's work in a freaking life, this woman. Um... Here she is right here. She get this uh, this one in June 2015. A future without waste. A future without waste. And this is this has got some uh, some interesting spots in it. But let's let's get to know the author of this article before we dive into it and take a deeper look at what Klaus Schwab, who penned this book, which you can find online, find it on Kindle, you can find PDF for free in places. I'm sure. Um, COVID nineteen, the Great Reset. Klaus Schwab started the World Economic Forum. And uh, this is uh, one of the members of the World Economic Forum. She features in several um, circular economy talks in the World Economic Forum. Um, she is going to tell us about the future without waste. We're not going to watch this whole video, but there's a few sections I want to I want to hit on. Thank you so much, and. And I'm very pleased to be invited. Now, what I want to tell you is that in 2050, we don't even have waste anymore. There will be no waste in 2050. Everything will be seen as a treasure because we will have created what some smart people call a circular economy. And I will take you through four steps of the circular economy. I will tell you what it is, why it is happening right now, 
what, how it's going to be brought forward and who's going to do it. So that's from the circular economy. This is this new PR word for we're going to let you borrow things and you have to give them back. And then we're going to use those. We're going to repair those and then let other people borrow those. And uh, this is, it's not going to be limited. It's not going to be limited to just uh, consumer electronic goods. Right, so we're, let's, let's see where she goes with this. That's the four things I'm going to take you through. First of all, what is the circular economy? The circular economy is in a way the opposite economy of the one we have today. Today we have very much a linear economy. We take something, we take some materials, we mine them, we take them out of the ground, we cut some trees down or something, we use them for a little while, and then we turn them into trash. That's where it ends, the line. And um, that is sort of a take-make-waste economy. But the circular economy is actually taking something, and already when you design it, before you take it into use, you think about its next life. So you actually design for reuse. So all materials will be circulating. And this actually eliminates waste. Do we know this concept from somewhere? I think a lot of you people working with agriculture and with uh, food, it's pretty natural for you guys to think about the circle. Because actually that's what nature has been doing for billions of years. If nature move that we bit. see at the moment from uh, some of the biggest businesses. So uh, just keep it at a higher value. Keep for third thing I will point to is a very big move that's happening at the moment from product to service. Here we go. So the service economy, not product, but service. I have a friend, he says, every product is a service waiting to happen. If you think about it, I mean, your cell phone, why, why do you want to own your cell phone? Does, how, how many of you own your cell phone? Why do you want to own your cell phone? You say, I, I want the government to let me borrow a cell phone and they can monitor everything I do with this cell phone. And also, perhaps they can give me, uh, they can give me social credits on my cell phone and, uh, and all my behavior can be controlled via cybernetic feedback loops uh, through dopamine mechanisms that are deeply ingrained that I'm addicted to on my cell phone. How many knows if the company owns it? It's actually not a lot. I mean, you want the, you want the function, you want the service, right? Why do you want to own a cell phone? No, no, I want to own my cell phone. I want, I want to own my cell phone. I want to own my pen and my pencil. I want to own the home that I live in. I want to own, yes, I do want to own it. But let's, let's see. Let, you can convince me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't need to. Maybe that's bigoted. You can just lease it. And if you lease, why, why shouldn't you lease your refrigerator or your washing machine or your dishwasher or... Why do you want to own it? I mean, it's not like the plastic in the middle. It's like, you, I own a, a broke dishwasher. I mean, whoa. No, why don't you want to go into a business model where the company owns it? You know what happens when the company owns it? Actually, they can bring down the prices because they don't have to buy new metal and new plastic. They design a much better product. It lasts a lot longer if they have to pick it up when it breaks. They might even send oh, somebody will, to fix it. You will own better. And, your iPhone uh, will be even better end, if you don't um, own it. They will do a better product and you will <laughs> get a lower price. And I, there's all the math is done on this and it's McKinsey. So if somebody thinks I'm a, like a green freak talking about stuff, uh, this is actually calculated by McKinsey. Oh, that it's McKinsey, oh, the McKinsey did the maths. It's all, it's perfect. McKinsey's already did the maths. You don't have to own anything. You don't have to own anything. The refugees, they come to your house. You leave. You can leave uh, to go to work. 
uh, only for approved work. You have, must ask your cell phone. You go out, you wear your muscle, uh, you put on your plastic all over your head and shroud. You put your, your plastic on and your, your, your refugees will go and they will babysit your wife and your daughters while you're gone. Because you share your home. You can, you can share your home with everybody. And the government will tell you who will be in your home. Yes. To lease a washing machine if you get, in, if you get the business model right, because you don't have to own all of this. So this change from product to service is pushing a lot of this, uh, of the circular economy, because the second the business owns the products, they start designing them in a way where everything can be taken out and reused. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, just would let the, if the government owned everything and would only let, let you borrow things, it would be so empowering, right? It would be so good. And then you get the incentives right. And the fourth is the whole sharing economy. Sharing. So if we start oh. to share things, we can produce much better things that are used much more intensely. Think about a car. Do you know how much a car drives? How much of its life? 4%. 4% is how much a car drives. Or if you take a drill, it's used 15 minutes. It's not a lot, is it? And most of us, we, I know there are some guys here that really love to own a drill. Um, but for the rest of us, we just want a hole in a wall, right? And, and I think we're going to a place where we just want mobility, where we don't care so much about owning a car. It's actually a bit of trouble if we, oh, if we just trouble. come to drive all this car. Oh, because we're so stupid, we don't know how to repair it. <laughs> we, we don't even want to own it. It's just, it's just a hassle. We don't have to own anything. Me up and, and I can drive around and this car will be driving all the time. So I think we are moving to this, and also because of information technology, it's now possible to share things in a much more intelligent way, where we don't feel all the time that this, we, this is something that we cannot trust, or something that is a little bit dirty, or something that, I mean... Yes, because if Amazon gives you everything, if, if Amazon and, and Google give you everything, you will know that it's not dirty, it's so, you can trust it, it's so happy, healthy, and good for you. Car share for a long time was a problem because people left stuff in the cars and was a little bit oh, disgusting. Oh, disgusting. But now, you know, you rate people, so you don't leave stuff in the car. Oh, you, you have think... social credits. Oh, you use a social credit system. And if you don't say the right words, if you say the bad words, you remove your social credit. You cannot use a car. So we, all, the, all the undesirables will not be able to use the services and it will be good. And that's how we will stay so healthy and happy. We'll keep everybody's well-being high by keeping all the bad bullies who don't want to have well-being high. We'll keep them out with social credits. It's a beautiful future. It's a little bit of trouble if, we, if you just come to drive this car and pick me up and, and I can drive around and this car will be driving all the time. So I think we are moving to this, and also because of information technology, it's now possible to share things in a much more intelligent way, where we don't feel all the time that this, we, this is something that we cannot trust, or something that is a little bit dirty, or something that, I mean, car share for a long time was a problem, because people left stuff in the cars and was a little bit disgusting. But now, you know, you rate people, so you don't leave stuff in the car, you just behave better. So the information technology has made it much more easy to share things and, and uh, much more easy to distribute. And I think the second we get... <laughs> distribute, see what she's saying? We'll sh everything will be shared with us. 
And it'll only be distributed to those who jump through the social credit hoops. Your behaviorist uh, Skinner Box zapper machine is going to tell you if you've been a good global citizen or not. Those cars, and we know they are there. And they're on the street. Why shouldn't a car, why should it be standing still 96% of the time? It will start driving. And when the car is, has such a high value... You know, just a car should be driving 100% all day. <laughs> and they will last longer because uh, the, the government will own them. So we know that everything will be fair because the global government from the World Economic Forum and, and, all, and the massive corporations will, will give you these things because they love you. This is the circular economy. This is the sharing economy. And this is what they're calling stakeholder capitalism. Stakeholder capitalism. Who are the stakeholders? Oh, it's going to be GM. It's going to be Shell, BP. It's going to be Cargill. It's going to be Monsanto. It's going to be Raytheon. That's who it's going to be. Those are the stakeholders. The stakeholders are Boeing, Michelin, Ikea. The stakeholders are Microsoft, <laughs> Apple, Google. And these are all the members of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development that are also pushing for plant-based dietary guidelines and telling you you shouldn't be able to eat meat at all. Not at all. You got to eat your, your rationed kibble. But don't worry, it will be, it will be fair. We'll make sure, like all, all people of all races will all have their cultures destroyed. So it's not racist because we destroy all their cultures. You, yeah, because it's driving all the time. Of course, you design it in a way that everything can be taken out. I know Apple are looking at their... Their phones now to see if they can get out all the rare earth materials, the gold, the silver, everything. Because oh. if you take a pile of electronic waste, it has more gold in it than a gold mine does. So we're just losing it at the moment. So the second we start to use... So we're going to start mining iPhones. Uh, we figured in the circular economy, we can create iPhone mines. And we can have all the extra people uh, from the rural areas who we will impoverish and remove... Uh, their ability to travel because we will remove their access to gasoline. We can have them working in the iPhone mines. We can put, we can throw the children in a giant pile of iPhones and they can pick out the little bitties of gold in there. And it will be so equal. Because there will be black children and brown children and little Asian children, little white children. We will even have vegan children. All the different types, all the different races. We will have them all. And they will all be slaves in the iPhone mines because it, it will be circular. Oh, it's so good. Things much more intensely. And we will do that with the sharing economy. I think this will also push the idea that we will have no more waste. No so more. I hope no that waste. I've convinced you because now I'm moving to my fourth point. Who? It's you guys. Oh, you're me? the ones that are going to make this happen. Oh, you're going so to. So of course we can you're set going up. To. We're going to tell you that you're doing this. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to, over the next 20 years, tell you that this is your idea. And we'll find ways to make you think that you're reacting uh, to the natural urges that, uh, that we've actually programmed into you through social engineering. You are going to think that this is your idea and it's good for you. Because we'll confuse you so much. With Cardi B, and with television, and with weaponized media, that you have no idea who you are. We will confuse you so much with Darwinism, with scientism, that you won't know what the fuck you're doing or thinking. It will be beautiful. 
up some kind of framework. We can make the These right. These people are sick. These people are are totally sick. And it, it, she she thinks that she's doing some good for the planet, right? I'm doing good for the planet by selling these people on this shit. Circular economy. Well, meat, I mean, as a politician, sometimes you need, I mean, if you want to recycle plastic, for instance, packaging, you can get, you can get, uh, you need to get enough municipalities to collect the plastic waste. You need to get somebody to build a waste separation plant where you can get the plastic out in five streams. You need to connect... The, the retailers to actually start producing or only using packaging that fits into this system. You have to get the consumers to bring things back either in the bin or at the supermarket. But it's actually all of us. I mean, it's not something that politicians can do. It's not something we can do alone. It's something, the second way you start seeing this circle, as soon as you look at the chair or as at whatever you're surrounding. Oh, you, you have to see the circle. You see it. It's up to you. You must do it. All right, so here's her article. Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. It's the same woman who wrote this. Welcome to the year 2030. Welcome to my city. Or should I say our city? I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. It might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in this city. Everything you consider a product has now become a service. We have access to transportation, accommodation, food, and all things we need in our daily lives. One by one, all these things became free. So it ended up not making sense for us to own much. Incrementalism, right? Nudging. It became free. What do you mean free? What do you mean it became free? Oh, we're going to give... Bill Gates is going to give you free health care. We're going to give you free... We'll give you free internet. We're going to give you a free television. <laughs> oh, free? Wow. It's all free. First, communication became digitized and free to everyone. Then, when clean energy became free, another one of these lies, clean energy. Uh, total scam. Clean energy. Things started to move quickly. Transportation dropped dramatically in price. It made no sense for us to own cars anymore because we could, drop, we could call a driverless vehicle or a flying car. Ooh, fly. You finally get your flying cars. For longer journeys within minutes, we started transporting ourselves in a much, or, much more organized and coordinated way when public transport became easier, quicker, and more convenient than the car. Now I can hardly believe that we accepted congestion and traffic jams, not to mention the air pollution from combustion engines. What were we thinking? What were we thinking? None, none of us own anything. <laughs> Sometimes I use my bike when I go to see some of my friends. I enjoy the exercise and the ride. It kind of gets the soul... It kind of gets the soul to come along on the journey. The soul, okay. <laughs> Funny how some things never seem to lose their excitement. Walking, biking, cooking, drawing, and growing plants. It makes perfect sense and reminds us of how our culture emerged out of a close relationship with nature. Environmental problems seem far away. In our city, we don't pay any rent because someone else is using our free space whenever we <laughs> do not need it. You don't own your living space. You don't own your room even. You don't pay rent. It's free. It's all free. My living room is used for business meetings when I'm not there. Once in a while, I will choose to cook for myself. It is easy. The necessary equipment is delivered at my door within minutes. You don't even have room to store. You, don't, you can't even keep things. If you have good social credits, then it can get delivered to your door. Since transport became free, we stopped having all those things stuffed in our home. 
Why keep a pasta maker and a crepe cooker crammed in our cupboards? We can just order them when we need them. This also made the breakthrough of the circular economy easier. When products were turned into services, no one has an interest in things with a short lifespan. Everything is designed for durability, repairability, and recyclability. Wow, that sounds amazing, right? Whoa. We're going to make power tools that don't die after a year again. <laughs> These like old sanders and drills from the 80s that are made with like stainless steel. They're all 50-pound drills and shit. They all still work. <laughs> Remember, these, these are the same companies they're going to give you durable repairable recyclable products these are the same companies that had marketed you shit to just throw in landfills for the last hundred years these are the, these are the same companies who made Zyklon B and, uh, these are the same company uh, Pfizer right um, I'm sorry Bayer Bayer Pharmaceutical Formerly IG Farben, uh made Zyklon B. These are the, and they're on the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. These are the same, these are the same companies, uh, Monsanto, Bayer Monsanto now, now owned by Bayer, who made Agent Orange and glyphosate. They're gonna they they want to care for you. They want to give you everything for free because they love you. Not because they want to put you in crowded smart cities and treat you like lab rats and breed you like animals. No, no, no. But because they love you because they want equality or something. Yeah. The materials are flowing more quickly in our economy and can be transformed into new products pretty easily. So she's like, oh, we're just going to recycle everything. It's going to be amazing. We'll just recycle everything. <laughs> Environmental products seem far away. Since we only use clean energy and clean production methods, the air is clean, the water is clean, and nobody would dare to touch the protected areas of nature. Nobody would dare to touch the protected areas of nature, right? Because you're separate from nature. You're nasty. Nature's good. Anything you touch is nasty. This is what they tell you. They tell you this overtly. They tell you this subliminally. Because they constitute such value to our well-being. Oh, nobody would dare touch the protected areas of nature because they constitute such value to our well-being. Oh, just knowing every once in a while you get to watch a movie and, and David Attenborough will tell you why? You can't go see these protected areas. But he can go. Right? Because you're so dirty. But you can watch the movies and you can, you can connect to the feeling of being connected to nature. And you can pat yourself on the back for never touching it. No one would dare touch the protected areas. Remember, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the projected map that they have, they want to set apart at least... They want to set apart at least, bare minimum, 30% of the Earth's surface to never be touched by humans. That's us non-essentials, right? But these technocrats, they get to play with it and do experiments. But you got to stay off of it because it's their planet now. In the cities, we have plenty of green space and plants and trees all over. I still do not understand why in the past we filled all free spots in the city with concrete. Shopping? I can't really remember what that is. For most of us, it has been turned into choosing things to use. Sometimes I find this fun, and sometimes I just want the algorithm to do it for me. Thinking's hard. The algorithm knows what my desires are already. It knows my tastes better than I do by now. When AI and robots took over so much of our work, we suddenly had time to eat, sleep, and <laughs> spend time with other people. The concept of rush hour makes no sense anymore, since the work that we, can do, that we do can be done at any time. I don't really know if I would call it work anymore. It's more like thinking time. 
creation time and development time. You're not even at the work. It's going to be so amazing. You won't even have to work. You just get everything. Life is just going to be just a, a, a giant entertainment um, amusement park. You're just going to live in an amusement park. <laughs> yeah, right. For a while, everything was turned into entertainment, and people did not want to bother themselves with difficult issues. See, this is how they distract you and get you decadent enough to buy into this bullshit. Uh, Michelle Law is a pee-pee in the poo-poo advocate. We know. Thank you, Michelle. It was only at the last minute that we found out how to use all these new technologies for better purposes than just killing time. All right, then we come to the, the next part, which is my favorite section, but let me make sure you guys are still paying attention. We got, we got one supporter, Bigot. Thank you very much. For supporting Machine, Machine82, donates three ninety nine through Super Chat. Says, just paying my not a bigot dues. Thanks, bro. Right on. All right. So you got, I think that's about 30 minutes uh, that you get, you get a pass. You get a bigot pass there for 30 minutes. Thank you for the support. Best way to support is via Streamlabs, by the way, guys. You guys like these streams? You like this channel? You want to see more of this? Support the stream. Streamlabs is the best way to support. Where did my article go? There it is. All right, so best part of the article right here. This is the part that concerns people like me. They live different kinds of lives outside the city. My biggest concern is all the people who do not live in our city, those we lost on the way. Remember, this is the smart city. This is the Agenda 21 Sustainable Development Goals future city that they have projected that they want to hurt us into as quickly as possible. This is all planned out. As you can see, they've already gamed out a lot of the ways that they're going to nudge us into these situations using carrots and sticks, right? Using free things, using terror campaigns to destroy your economy, using terror campaigns to make you so afraid that you think you need this, right? Uh, those are just some of the methods, but also the social credit thing, the social credit system. Uh, the cutting off of resources outside of the city, the banning of what they call fossil fuels, which is a lie. There's no such thing as fossil fuels. You're not burning freaking dinosaur juice, right? This, this whole, re we need renewable energy. This other energy, that's not renewable. We need renewable energy. This is all about control. This is all about a rollout of a total control grid that has been planned and written about for at least a hundred years. Shoot, several hundred years. When you look at Francis Bacon's The New Atlantis, this is exactly what he was writing about. When you read Huxley, Brave New World, Huxley's family was heavily involved in this. Julian Huxley started UNESCO. Julian Huxley coined the term transhumanism. So they've gamed a lot of this out. They've already got to plan out how they're going to nudge people into these smart cities and slowly choke out the rural areas. Use drones for all agriculture. Everything is just big ag, petrochemicals sprayed everywhere. But that's okay because they're going to offset their carbon by killing you. This is legitimately what these people are talking about. They were talking about carbon offsets. So if you can sponsor 3,000 reproductive health services... You can reduce the carbon output of those reproductive health serviced babies that are no longer in service to your well-being. Uh, those You can count all their carbon towards your credits. I mean, you, can, you can fund Planned Parenthood to reproductive health service a billion Africans, and that's going to offset your carbon if you're BP or Shell. 
This is legitimately what these people are, are talking about doing. They want to tax your exhalations. So here's the, the most important section. They live, in, they live different kinds of lives outside of the city. <sighs> Remember, this is Ida Alkin. Little Danish social. I'm not she Danish. She Danish? Yes, she's Danish. She's from Denmark. Oh, she's a Denmark social. My biggest concern is all the people who do not live in our city. Those we lost along the way. Those who decided that it became too much. All this technology. All this technology became too much. Those who felt obsolete and useless when robots and AI took over big parts of our jobs. Those who got upset with the political system and turned against it. They live different kind of lives outside the city. Some have formed little self-supplying communities. Others just stayed in the empty and abandoned houses in small 19th century villages. Once in a while I get annoyed about the fact that I have no real privacy. Nowhere I can go and not be registered. I know that somewhere everything I do Think and dream is recorded. I just hope that nobody will use it against me. All in all, this is a good life. <laughs> it's a good life. <laughs> Much better than the path we were on. Where it became so clear that we could not continue with the same model of growth. We had all these terrible things happening. Lifestyle diseases, climate change, the refugee crisis, environmental degradation, completely congested cities... Water pollution, air pollution, social unrest and unemployment. We lost way too many people before we realized that we could do things differently. We could do things differently. Huh? Alright, so there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Those who decided that it became too much, all this technology. Oh, they must be Luddites, right? Those idiots who don't want to move forward with us into our, our progressive future. We're progressing Right, we're evolving. We're the most highly evolved beings. We're going to become gods. And those, those idiots outside the cities, those bigot, racist, homophobe Christians, ooh, they're so bad. They don't want to join us. I right, See, this, this is what it's about. And this is what the long-term plan is. It's to create this grid of these bubble cities where you have total control of all biology, where you need special social credits to get through. That's going to include biological testing. That's going to include implantables. That's going to include um, uh, more than just implantables. It's going to include eventually a lot more invasive technologies in our bodies. And these people are openly telling us this. Those who felt obsolete and useless when robots and AI took over big parts of our jobs. Those who got upset with the political system. They lived different kinds of lives. Self-supplying communities, right? Because these people do plan on cutting off utilities. They don't want to give utilities to those areas. They want to get people out of those rural areas. There's a lot. There's a lot that has to happen for these people to get it there. But you can see what's already happened just this year, just in 2020. The progression of this, the dehumanization that has happened. The normalization of this terror. right? The traumatization of all these people. They're already on their way to nudging a lot of people into these situations. And when you look at these things like the, uh, that new sports thing, and uh, they call it the bubble. Right? When you look at how UFC is doing their, uh, their events now with all this testing to get in, that's what it's about. It's like Gattaca. You seen the movie Gattaca? It's kind of, there's kind of corny parts of it. And it was, I think it was 1997, Gattaca. It's a pretty good movie. 
mean, it's not, it's not like a great, amazing film, but the way that it lays out this future situation, this eugenics future, eugenics slash dysgenics, which is the same thing to the elite. I'm feeling good as hell about this, dog. I feel like Lil Wayne with his scissor. <laughs> I love that one. That's the best notification. I feel like Lil Wayne with his scissor. Stevie Janowski's down. He's feeling good as hell about this 2030 party. Be sipping on fentanyl scissor in our coffin apartments. Sipping on that soylent fentanyl scissor. Watching VR porno. <laughs> Your OnlyFans. Paid for with social credits. Delbridge donates 10 bucks. Says Aldous Huxley's nightmare is coming true. The only way to stop it is for a leader to rise. One that will promulgate the opposite of unrighteousness. Yeah, well, we don't expect a uh, you know a worldly solution to all this. I mean, if you, if you look at the history, true history and anthropology, what we're looking at, we're fallen. Right? We're fallen. So I mean, we, we shouldn't be looking for some human, some uh, earthly leader to lead us out of this. Hey, I think it would be great if we could, you know, reestablish a, uh, um, well, let me put it this way. Uh, there's no, no man's going to save us from this. That, that's what it is. No man's going to save you. No, there's not going to be a leader that rises to power. There's going to be a false leader that rises to power. And we see that happening right now. We see this AI God, this myth of the AI God, this collective consciousness of humanity is going to come together. Collective consciousness. Remember, this is, this is kind of a term that is uh, this transhumanist idea of the collective consciousness, the Teilhard de Chardin talking about the noosphere, which is like the collective consciousness, all of our thoughts in this uh, area above the earth called the noosphere, um, that, that, that dork Teilhard de Chardin, kind of Freemasonic Jesuit uh, philosopher talked about. This is, this is the idea that they want to kind of crystallize in this alchemical transformation and transform that idea into this god that people will worship and they call AI, artificial intelligence. And eventually that AI, they've already seeded this, that eventually they're going to want to put that in you. You're going to have to have that in you. You're going to have to have that AI in you, and that will make sure you are uh, reacting the correct way biologically. This is, it, it, it's completely psychotic, the level of control that these people want, this hive mind that they want to create. It's psychotic. It's insane. I wish we didn't have to think about it. I wish this wasn't real. I wish we didn't have this, uh, this insane terror campaign being enacted on the populace for generations now, right? For generations terrorizing us towards this false eschaton that they're trying to build, this false eschaton where we're going to be saved by technology, saved by the global government, saved by all this filth, lies. All right, I'll come over here to the chat. Del Bridge, thanks for that last super chat, man. Del Bridge, always coming through, supporting, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Sometimes we get we get good days, you get bad days as far as the support goes in the stream. But if you guys want these streams, um, I don't know, I'm a bit more serious today. It's not such a funny stream. So you guys, you guys always like when we watch funny videos. The super chats always roll in. We're laughing. The serious stuff that I got to get out there so that my conscience can be clean. This stuff um, doesn't seem to draw 
much of uh, much support from the audience. But you know what? When this channel gets removed, which is inevitable, when this channel gets removed, I don't know where else you're going to be able to find this. Probably have to do it on D Live and other stuff. I might start restreaming other places. But um, but yeah, when the, when that finally happens, when that finally happens. I don't know what I don't know where we'll go. <laughs> I don't know where we'll go. I don't even know where I'm going with that. But I do appreciate the support we get from you guys. You get no support from YouTube. YouTube's just got like a, an axe hanging over the, the the neck of every legitimate channel on this freaking platform. Alright. Alright, someone in the chat was asking if I got an Instagram. Yeah, there's a link to my Instagram and there should be a link in the description. Yeah, guys. Oh, if you want to be the big man, the big daddy. <laughs> Thank you. There's a link to the Instagram in the description there. John Candlewick, what's up, John Candlewick? Donates five thirty three. Says diaper backwards spells repaid. Think about it, Marshall McLuhan. <laughs> I am I. Wow, deep diaper backwards spells repaid. That is. You just you just blew my mind. I'm a different person now. I feel like I, I feel like I was just reborn. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Look at that. Messi's in the chat. Lionel Messi up in the chat. Right, so the World Economic Forum. This uh, this is the article that this video that was lots of people were retweeting this. I saw Ivor Cummins retweeted this. Tons of retweets. A lot of people telling them, "Hey, screw you." Even if one of the cons of any thought experiment is disastrous in nature for the well-being of mankind, it must be resisted and not imposed. Well-being of mankind. So this is, this is the problem. You've got we have we have a we have a populace that's just completely guys mind warped. If you completely. want to be the big man, the big daddy. People are unable. People don't even understand their own worldview. People haven't even explored and asked basic questions about their own beliefs and their own worldview. But, and that's by design. That's by design because when you have a bunch of dumbed-down people who don't know how to think, who don't know how to ask questions, who don't have proper history and anthropology, theology, they can't process this. People are unable to process this. People are unable to process anything that's not three inches in front of their face. They're unable to think forward like that. It's unfortunate. DB donates five bucks. Says, am I crazy for wanting to quit my corporate job, sell all my junk, and live in a built-out van in the forest? Um, <laughs> I mean, no. No, I mean, as I think what a lot of us have done is decided not to go that route. Right? Left either corporate jobs, jobs in academia, careers in whatever, and moved towards a more simple existence. A non-materialistic How existence. dare you? How dare humanity as a species, the most destructive, Oof. the Oof. horriblest, Oof. the cruelest the worst. species that has ever walked on planet Earth? The cruelest. The cruelest. Man, I can, I can think of some, some animals that give much crueler deaths than, uh, than human beings. But thank you, Michelle. So yeah, DB, no, you're not crazy for that. Uh, in fact, I think a lot of people are uh, moving towards that now. Now, it, 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 just, it becomes really important that we, that we talk to our friends and family about these things. Now, that doesn't mean, here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. All of this stuff, the, the water gets so muddied 
with all sorts of bullshitters in alt media space, all this conspiracy candy shit, fake conspiracy theory BS that's everywhere, it becomes very difficult for people to discern this stuff, right? But there are primary sources, like reading this book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, Klaus Schwab's book, also his book on the Fourth Industrial Revolution, where they lay out all of this. Um, H.G. Wells' nonfiction books. Right there, there are, are uh, uh, who else? Uh, Charles Galton Darwin's The Next Million Years. These people have been openly writing about the desire to redesign, reformat society for a long time. The Club of Rome's First Global Revolution, another book you can recommend. These are primary documents. You can, you can see how these social engineers publish in white papers what they want to do, what they plan on doing. John Candlewick is... Uh, has some uh, some quotes from Marshall McLuhan there. Now I've not read much McLuhan, but I've seen some quotes from him, and I watched I watched a documentary on him like five years ago. He's a fascinating character, really influential on Leary and a lot of these other psychonaut guys, um, early cybernetics thought guy. Um, but that's that's what these people are working towards. That's what the future. That they're pushing us towards is all about total control, total surveillance. You own nothing. Nada. You don't own nothing. You own nothing, Jon Snow. That's what these people want. Right, we're going to take some calls now. I said I would do open lines. I said I would do open lines. I wasn't... F Here we go. We got, we got open lines now. Let's, uh, let's see if we can... What are we doing? Wait. Hello? Whoa. What's up, Tristan? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you hear me? Mm. Okay. Now, now we can see you. All right, cool. Good. Hey. Uh, so I, I just wanted to inspire some of the bigots here um, to follow their local guidelines. Um, I'm wearing about five different types of masks, so I'm extra safe right now. What, what is this? You, you, you have antlers on? You're wearing antlers? Yeah, yeah. So I've got my... Antler Illuminati mask, right? Kind of like a throwback to the Rothschild party. And then I got my Eyes Wide Shut Illuminati mask on. Okay, right? there you go. There you go. The Scaramouche, <laughs> Scaramouche mask. Yeah, and then I got my uh, bandana mask on. There you go. That's to keep... That's not just for... That's for me. It's not just for you. That's exactly, for... exactly. I'm doing it for you, bro. Dude, I really appreciate that. I feel so safe. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and are you excited to not own anything? I fucking, I fucking enjoy. I'm so excited. I dude, mean, I'm pumped. I spent a we spent a lot of time and energy trying to like buy this land and build this home, but like I'm kind of over it. I'd rather own nothing and have Google just borrow me food every day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Borrowing is way more progressive, dude. I love, dude. You're looking pretty like Antifa chic right now. I gotta say, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I can pull it off. You're saying you're looking like Antifa. I think what they say on the streets. Antifabulous, right? It's like Antifa, <laughs> Antif, Antifa, Antifabulous. Yes, yes. I'm glad. I, that's the look I was going for, dude. I was really trying, you know, because I got Antifa in my blood. Like, I really resonate on, on like, a cellular level. How can you have an idea? It's just an idea. How can you have it in your blood? It's an idea. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's just a part of me, dude. It's a part of me. Okay. Like the way that they that they fight against racism and they smash the fascist and smash capitalism. Did you see? Like I just, did you see the I beginning? With it. We we talked a little bit about. Well, I learned what racism is 
from uh, from Sesame Street earlier. Were you here for that? Yes, yes, that was a great segment, dude. That was really. What did you take? What did you take away from that? Because I'm not. I don't. Um, I kind of forget. Like there was a lot of data, a lot of science in that. Yeah, there. Were, it was definitely a very heavy science-based cartoon. Um, but my takeaway was that you know racism's bad, and that anybody could be a superhero if they just believe enough, and if they're a minority then everybody has to go along with it because if they don't, they're racist. So basically your superpower is shaming people into believing whatever nonsense you want them to believe um, because they're afraid of being called the bad word. That's, that's really insightful. I appreciate that. You just, get, you, you just got like 20 social credits added to your, to your score for the smart city future. You're going to be able to get, get a, few, a few Neuralink dopamine hits with that, uh, with that one. Good, man. Good. I wanted your approval. I desperately seek your approval. That's all I want. That's all I want is for you to want my approval. I hope you – I really I'm, – I'm so glad that you said that because that's my goal is to just have everybody wanting my approval always and then just yep. coming to me for that constantly. Exactly. Exactly. That, but for real though, how are you doing today, man? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. It's, it's been a crazy few days. I'm uh, – Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been funny seeing the this article kind of blow up on Twitter the last couple – Last couple of days, tons of people retweeting that. What about you, man? What's up with you? You have you like four weeks in? Yep, yep. I'm feeling good, dude. I'm feeling good. I definitely feel back uh, more in my more in my head. It's so weird because you don't notice. You yeah. don't notice how much it changes you. You know, you get used to it, and uh, yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think I'm any different of a person until you know I get off, and I'm like, like I just feel so much sharper, and just. It's just it's hard to it's hard to explain, but it's like calmer. Yeah. You know, um, I did I never realized like how hyper and how uh, manic I would get. You know, and now I yeah. just feel a lot more um, just stable. Yeah. You know, it's funny because people think like with uh, maybe for the audience who don't know what we're talking about, you want to give them a quick quick primer on what why I asked you how you're feeling because the first time you yeah. called in was maybe three or four weeks ago. How long ago was that? Um, I think it was more like two and a half weeks ago, but I'm I'm not exactly sure. I get you know I have to check the uh, the calendar yeah. or just the video. So yeah. I think it was about two and a half weeks ago. I kind of stopped uh, counting the days, but um, yeah. So I was uh, I've been using uh, opium tea for about uh, well since I was 13. I'm 26, so about 13 years on and off. Yeah, um, addicted to it really heavily. Uh, just use it to get up and go to work and. Um, so I've been I've quit many times before and I uh, wanted this one to be the last time. And so I'm that I'm just working on not fucking up. <laughs> you <know? laughs> there you go. Yeah. But it's like it's yep. it's cool when you when you, you feel so much better, right? Like you realize you feel sharper. You're through the most difficult part of it. Right? I mean it's like it, it seems it seems to me like uh like you're well on your way, man. <laughs> yeah. That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. I love to racism, bro. There we go. <laughs> we got some super chats. We got uh oh, we got autism spectrum warrior donated five bucks. Says <gasps> he says, with arms wide open under the sunlight. Welcome to this place. You're gonna own nothing with arms wide open under your iPad's light. Locked in your apartment, you must ask permission of your iPhone to see your friends with arms.
palms wide open with yeah, the little elbow my bump. Honestly, like Creed informs my theology. Like the way I view the Bible and the way I view God <laughs> comes straight from Creed. You just do it with arms like, wide open. Exactly, with arms wide open. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's just so nice. It's a comforting feeling, you know. Like yeah. his arms are wide open for me. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And then pretty soon the uh, the Pope, I think uh, he's. I don't know if he announced this yet, but there's been whispers that they're going to change uh, the Roman Catholic Church. They're going to change their creed. Uh, there to actually just creed, like the Nicene Whoa. Creed's going to be changed to just creed. Dude, but but it'll be but it'll be it'll be like the Pope Pope Frankie boy is going to change it up a little bit. Um, Francis, that's what I call him. He's my buddy. Um, yeah, he's, he's Frankie. Really, Frankie Pope Frankie uh, Francis. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna make it more like LGBTQ inclusive though. Like he'll change the lyrics a little bit, like non-binary mm-hmm. terms, right? Yeah, yeah. And didn't he just say that you don't have to believe in Jesus to go to heaven or something? Like, they just changed that to I went to? Yeah, it's just all they of like, it. Just all of it. I mean, just yeah. Like, none of it matters anymore to, to him. It's just like... Just full, really, though? I mean, though, with the changes he makes, like, how can anybody argue anything in that in that dogma anymore? Like you said, like, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, at, I at this point. I feel 10 feet tall right now. That's what's funny. And strong as an ox. Yeah, no, it's, it's sad, man. Hey! Oops. Who the fuck are you? Shh, call down, Stevie. Who the fuck are you? Dude, the vibes just got really intense. Yeah, Stevie, you just really, like, you just switched the vibe up, man. We were having a nice time. You had to get really aggressive with the toxic masculinity and all that. Yeah. Uh, you need but... to start imposing a vibe check. <laughs> People come on, dude. Vibe checking Stevie Janowski there. Uninspired Thought donates five bucks. Has recently rewatched the movie In Time. They want to change. They want to charge you for every second you live. All right, in time. That's like the fifth time somebody has told me to watch in time. And I've never saw it. Supposedly, Justin Timberlake's in it. Right? Okay. Well, then it has to be good. I don't Well, I dude, Justin Timberlake. Yes, pretty good actor, man. He was good in the yeah. so, in the Social Network as uh, what's his face as uh, Sean Parker. He was good. In yeah, that. I mean, I was being sarcastic, but he is actually in some good movies. You know, um, we're like, we don't accept hate speech against Justin Timberlake here. Like, you can oh, skateboarding teens. Well, you know, he did bring white. sexy back, right? And you just imagine them That's shirtless true. all day. Right? That's true. He brought it back, and then and then Cardi B, she took it and ran with it. She, she and Doctor Gregor perfected it. <laughs> That's right. Damn straight. Um, That's right. <laughs> uninspired thought. Thank you so much. We're gonna watch it in time. We'll watch it this week. I promise. Maybe talk about it on the stream. We have Jay on or something. Uh, Bear Roots Farmer donated. Shout out to Jay Dyer. What's up, Jay? Uh, What's up, Jay? What up, Jay? Bear Roots Farmer donates five bucks. Says, uh, one need not destroy one's enemy. One need only destroy his willingness to engage. Sun Tzu. Thanks for fighting, Tristan, and staying engaged. We're all fighting just by being aware of these nefarious plans. Also, how does one get opium tea? Well, well people get op- don't Don't be. Bear Roots Farmer. Come on now. Come on. Bad now. boy. Bad boy, bad boy, what you gonna do? Um, I mean, the kids have been finding ways to get that stuff for a long time, and there actually are a lot of people that get addicted to opium tea. Um, yeah, it's very little and it's known. It's tough because it's 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 so easy to get that. That's the hardest part about it, dude. Is it's like alcohol. If you can just get it, and there's you know, it's not you don't have to deal with like drug dealers or bad like the culture that it makes it so much harder because it's so easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's dangerous. It's dangerous. This, yeah. I mean, these things have been used as tools of warfare. Like when you look at the opium wars and how the British aristocracy, the British banking interests and merchant class leveraged the state's power 
to break through barriers of trade using violence, coercion, in order to get people, the people of China addicted to this product. And they use it to enslave them and destroy their culture. The Opium Wars, you wouldn't have communist China if it weren't for the Opium Wars, right? The British, yeah. the British and the Sassoon family, the Sassoon family made it possible for communist China to exist today. It wouldn't have happened if the Opium Wars had not occurred. And, uh, and they, these are weapons. These are weapons. Just like pornography gets used, drugs get used to destroy. I mean, they just freaking screwed our whole, uh, whole generations, right, with uh, yeah. different drugs. Um, yeah. And uh, it's, it's interesting, too, because, you know, I, I, I don't know if you said this or if Jay said this, but the idea that it's not the thing that's evil, but it's our misuse of the thing. Right. So it's like my abuse of it is where the problem comes in. Well, like, I mean, yeah, there has a place right? Like, was used as anesthetic. Exactly. Well, they used to put opium and cough syrup for children and stuff. But it's like, I mean, we have this culture, too. Where we're so disconnected from tradition. Yeah. People are just people are searching for people are told that God is not real. And people's right. one that that is our that's your birthright, right? Your your connection to God, your ability, you having a free will allows uh, allows us to actually line up our will with the will of God, and we all seek God in this fallen world. Uh, but people are told that there is no God, and uh, you just kind of chase your own pleasure, right? And then this this nihilistic culture, this is what it results in. And this is what. Yeah. You know, Crowley was obsessed with him. Mean, he would drink opium and eat hash all day and just uh, yeah. do yoga and then trip out and, and, and talk to entities and freaking um, he, he's the model for all the future rock stars was Crowley. Yeah. And it really it really is slavery, too, you know, because what I noticed is that, like, you know, because before I got into the opium, I was doing the opioids right when I was in high school. And uh, every like addict thinks like, oh, it's the problem is supply. If I just had enough to where I never ran out, there there wouldn't be any problem. Yeah, right? I'd be feel addicted. fine every day, <laughs> right you now. know, and I'd be yeah. fine. And then what happened with the, the the tea for me is because I had the supply, I realized like, oh, this is actually like hurting my health. That's racism, you know? man. I love to racism, bro. Yeah, I gotta have um, a button where I, when serious moments, no alerts. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's 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 this thing because, you know, you end up chasing the dragon, right? Like most yeah. users do. But in my situation, I didn't have to do that. You know, I could just get it. And it really helped me realize like, oh, no, this thing's actually making my health go downhill. Like yeah. This thing's actually, you know, negatively impacting my life in a yeah. large way. Well, I mean, there's fit the gnarly physical effects of opioids, including digestive. Yeah. It screws up your digestion. <laughs> most of the opioids that are out there, well, when you're talking about opium tea, you're not going to get the liver damage that you get from right. a lot of the pills and stuff, which is another excuse where people are like, oh, look, it's natural. You know, right. I just, I, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, my neighbors grow this or, I, you know, I get it from the yeah. store and it's all good. It's like I'm not dealing with Because it really people. isn't an evil thing. It's the abuse of the evil thing. Being addicted is the evil thing. You know, not knowing, not using it as a medicine to do surgery on somebody. You know, it's like that's why these things are on this planet, I believe. I believe God gave us many different types of medicines, right? And like. For literally thousands of years, they were able to use this plant to be able to do, you know, important surgeries and, and use it in a medicinal way. But, but it, it becomes so easy for us to justify that way too, right? So it's like the, you know, when you have this culture where it's all about the liberating of the passions, you got to go get what you want, um, right? The do what thou wilt culture, this satanic Luciferian culture that we have that's all about well-being like what is well-being it's yeah. like my feelings like to get my feelings it becomes so I'll easy to, yeah it's like i feel good so it's fine it's like oh these are this is just natural man it's like i could just you know have some opium tea every single day right in the morning and then your yeah. dosage ends up like you, you know after a week you have you're taking twice as much as you were 
And then yep. your digestion gets all screwed up with these opioids too. Like it, it makes you constipated, so it's going to change. Your hunger yeah. drops, and it's like it puts you into a into an addictive mindset too, to where it's much easier than to eat sugar every day, smoke a bunch of cigarettes every day, drink a bunch of coffee every day. It gives it kind of lowers that inhibition, right? It, yeah. it it wires your brain to be that you know addict brain. Like I really, yeah. I believe there is some you know science that backs up the idea of uh, addiction being a you know a disorder in the brain where it's literally like you're hardwired in a different way now. You're seeking out like constant dopamine you know spikes or whatever it is. I mean I'm no scientist, but you know, um, yeah. I definitely noticed that for myself. Is like. You know, when I was addicted to it, I also had these compounding addictions of I needed the sugar and then I needed, the, you know, the cigarettes and yeah. I needed the coffee. And I needed. it's yeah. like I had a, as soon as I got that one thing checked off, I had to move on to the next thing. Yeah. You know, um, but it really what I, meant, what I was trying to say earlier is that uh, it really is a slavery. You know, it becomes a slavery. You think, oh, if I just have, you know, supply, then it's all good. And then you literally become enslaved to your own passions. And it's like this is something that. You know, the Orthodox Church teaches about liberating or not liberating the passions, but, you know, uh, gaining control of them. Right. Yeah. And not being a slave to your passions. Exactly. And it really is so true because it's like you will become enslaved to your own iniquity. Um, yeah. And it's, it's easy to do. You know? It's so easy and it's a slippery slope. Right. It happens really quickly. I mean, it's nothing to be, it's nothing to be like ashamed of, you know, I mean, unless unless we're lying to ourselves. I'm pretty ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying, you know what I mean. I mean, I'm we're all you, we're all falling. Yeah, yeah. But you're. I, I've seen. I don't know. I've, you look healthier now than you did two weeks ago. Definitely look. Thank you, man. Definitely look better. Thank you. Nice dude. Appreciate I, that. You look better when you wear all those masks. Yeah, I thought so. Honestly, I want to get this fucking <laughs> this bandana off. I hate it. <laughs> you look like a proper a proper wook. Like a you yeah. look like a like a uh, like you. <laughs> Like an insane clown posse fan or something? Oh, hell yeah, dude. ICP all day. Fago life, bro. You look like half a juggalo with that outfit. Yeah, yeah. Shit, dude. Half a juggalo. Come on, man. Half. half. I don't go halfway but for the, anything, But then you dude. need more. Like the juggalos, they go. They got more flair. Just that band. Yeah. Was... Yeah, dude. It's all just, you know, it's basically like a fish concert, but they like to, you know, act violent yeah. it's like a fish concert with with meth instead of lsd <laughs> yeah meth instead yeah, of acid <laughs> yeah the uh the great reset were, were you talking about that today or was that a different stream you mentioned that right i haven't talked about that good? since march man i've been talking about this really? since this all started and now yeah. now it seems like it's getting more traction more people are talking about it your boy Trump, your freaking boy Orange Man, still said nothing about the World Economic Forum or the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. This is one of these things where it's like, why is why does he say anything about this? Right? He, you know, it's right. weird. He's changed his rhetoric this this round too. He's not. Remember, you say oh, Americanism, not globalism. The globalists are selling out America. He doesn't talk about that anymore. Where'd that go? Now it's just right. about the, the got to fight the virus, and I don't know. I love yeah. it. I'll get annoyed with that, but maybe he'll maybe Me he'll too. Go. Someone needs to call these people out. But we do. You do see some academics now stepping up and talking about it. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I was. Uh, he's not really my boy. You know, what I mean, like I want to believe because I hope that somebody's, you know, in our government actually has a conscience. 
and sees the corruption and says, I want to do something about this. And that narrative kind of works uh, with Trump, but there's just so many red flags and so many things he doesn't say, like you just said, yeah. um, that definitely cause concern. I'm not those. saying I, mean, I don't like, I mean, I'm not saying he's bad or anything. It's just, it's right, hard, right, it's hard right. to gauge. It's hard to read because it really kind of, is. He's yeah. always reacting to mass media as well. And the way the media has kind of found ways to, and the me- media controls the narrative, right? And, and yeah. if you're not, they control the questions, they control the narrative. So it's, uh, yeah, it would you be brought nice. up a really good point. You brought up a really good point uh, a couple streams back where you said, you know, the, the I believe it was you, you said that the, the real um, psychological manipulation happens when you become the president of the United States and you're getting those briefings every day by the intelligence community, right? Like, I mean, he really is just a human being, right? He's not a god. He's not a savior. And yeah. you're getting <laughs> – I mean, you're surrounded by enemies. If you are an outsider coming in to shake things up, it's like I, don't, I can't even imagine how that would work. Right. You know, I mean, you can't trust those people, but you have to trust those people. And, uh, you know, he's I think I really think he's doing what he thinks is best and he's trying his best. But at the end of the day, what can one man really do who's not a king? Right. Who can't just like round up the criminals and traitors. Right. They have to placate to the lowest common denominator amongst us. They have to try to convince the dumbest people in America that he's not a racist, bigot, homophobe, Nazi. And that he's actually doing good. It right? just becomes a prop in the frame game. He just becomes a uh, you know he he becomes one edge of the Overton window for them to shift. Um, right. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter how hard he pushes, uh, they can still frame it. It's a, the mass media. There's never been a weapon like this uh, with penetration like this with um, right. with a dominant power. Uh, behind it, and I'm talking about social media. There's never been a weapon like this ever. It's not. Yeah, um, yeah it's 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 incredible. So they have the, the yeah, great reset. These, go, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say all these nations are using these uh, types of in- social media influence operations against each other, and you know we use this on third world nations, right? Uh, ways to try to promote a certain candidate that we want to get elected, yeah. or you know. Um, so you know, mass manipulation's always been an art form going back thousands of years, but once psychology entered into the mix, once it became a scientific process of studying human biology, studying human psychology, learning what makes us tick, learning how we respond to stimuli, it's become almost impregnable, right? Or impenetrable. Like Mm -hmm. it's such a highly advanced thing now. And it's just, it's scary because with people who understand that there is a con going on, right? Like people who are woke or awake, like you're never really fully awake. We don't know exactly where all the lies are, I guess. Um, but I guess that's where God comes in. Right? That's the nature um, of it. It's like the, the evil, it, it goes so deep. And it's like, it, where, where do people get their ideas from? Right? Where, right? where do people get these ideas from? What is, what is, uh, what is feeding these ideas to people? Uh, it's, not, it's not like these are just, this, it's not just happening in a vacuum, right? We're looking at spiritual, it's spiritual warfare. It's not, it's not just yeah. a, uh, you know, it's not just like a, I don't know mental thing it's not just a psychological thing it's not just a temporal money power dominance thing it's spiritual right yeah i mean that's really the only way you can look at it you know it's the only way that makes sense right at the end of the day when you take in all of the different uh, aspects of it it's like yeah this is there's there's more to it right the materialistic worldview that uh, is promoted nowadays by the mainstream culture it's so funny because it's been this is not a new debate, right? Materialism versus uh, the idea of God. Like, this is an ancient debate. 
<laughs> people nowadays, they don't study the ancient Greeks. They don't study history, really. And it's like we just keep getting fooled the same way over and over again. That's that's the way history seems like to me. It's like it just keeps the same old tricks just keep getting used on people. Yeah. Because we're idiots and we deserve this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. What's up, Aaron? I'm, I'm, I'm following that tagline. How you doing, Jerry? How you doing, Tristan? What's up, dude? How are you, man? How you doing, Aaron? Now, you guys were talking about Trump and I was getting a little fired up, so I had I had to jump on. <laughs> you, you know, it's I get easily agitated. Yeah. Triggered you. And, and watching the the malignment of Trump is I, again. I'm not a fan, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, he's he, he's getting spun into a tizzy nowadays. Like he he's he's off kilter now. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, they they did their job. They did it well. You know, they're going to figure out what they're going to do to to uh, get him off his form. There's a lot of things he's not talking about, but that's as much stuff as that that, that flies through you know through his purview. It's it's impossible. It's impossible for him to. Yeah, you can't talk about everything. Well, you see, all you have to do is get, you just get reactions, right? I mean, you can create, it's easy to create spectacles and, and then get the reaction. And that's, that's what media is, are master, masters at, is you create the spectacle and then, you know, control the reaction and you tell people what, what their reaction should be. Yeah. Yeah, he was having an interview with somebody recently where they were like, she was really going, why don't you make everybody at your rallies wear masks? Why don't you do that? I just wish he would be like, because it's up to yeah. people. Like it's the simple thing. It's like he can't even give a simple answer sometimes. Yeah, that's so the thing is they, they try to get him in this position where it's like decisions. they tell they, they try to make him. F- it's 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 all psychological warfare. It's all mind games of trying to get him to um, to pander to an illusionary audience, right, and say certain things to. And you listen you listen to his rallies when he starts talking about oh, it's gonna be great. We've got. We got the vaccine. The military's just ready. It's gonna. Nobody's clapping when he's talking about some of these points. No. Nobody's clapping when he's like, "Oh, it's we got Operation Warp Speed. We're gonna have it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be. It's gonna be free." Nobody's clapping for that. What they clap for is when he's like, "Oh, sleep, sleepy Joe Biden. He's corrupt. He's corrupt." Whoa, then people are like, "Lock him up. Lock him no, up." Like, he says stuff like that. But it's funny. It's like you, so why? Who's telling him to put this stuff in? Like, there's no reaction from his crowd. It's like so. Right. Part of it, I don't know. Some of it, it seems like he's playing to the CNN, MSNBC audience of like, oh, you know, they they want this, so we got to act like, well, this is coming. That could be it. Or, I mean, who who knows what's really going on there? Who knows who's advising? Like to go full, you know, WWE, you know, Vince McMahon, <laughs> yeah. go crazy. Like he, he was on there, just go crazy and start just if, if, to flip chairs, <laughs> start throwing chairs. That's what I'm. Yeah. <laughs> Hit him with a ladder, like hit Biden with hit Biden with. Look, wrap wrap some barbed wire around a chair, um, jump up on the ropes and and slam Biden with a with a chair wrapped in barbed wire, (laughs) and then and then the call the under the Undertaker will come out, the Rock will come out, the Rock will come fight for Biden. I would watch that. I would so watch that. Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, and Trump versus. Stone Cold that's Steve Austin and Trump versus. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's really the nature of politics, though, what you were saying before, Tristan. I mean, you know, having to present these narratives, having to present these, um, all of these different crowds and all of these different niches, you, you want to get as many of those as possible if you want to win, right? So, yeah, he has to play to the, the normies and he has to play to the fringe, you know, conspiracy minded folk and he has to play to, you know, the centrists and. Um, Talking about creating a coalition, that's what the whole LGBTQ plus YZ is, isn't it? Like, just like forming all the alternative cultures into one 
to create a a, a, a voice for themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that that's the name of the game. This is why everyone's been clamoring to BLM or the the the, the trans movement or Democrat Republican. It's a, we're in an arms race right now for for, for voices. You know what's funny? And it's I'm, like you know, like Trump. He's got all these like crowds he tries to hit with his rhetoric but the other side like biden and kamala they're just like they don't they don't just like they don't give, give a fuck they're just like yeah dude, trump's bad like we're trump's so bad or whatever like we're gonna we're gonna raise your taxes because trump's bad it's like because are you even they, trying they have voter fraud dude that's it that's yeah. literally they know that they're that they're pulling off these scams that they're going to be pulling these voter frauds they don't need uh, to convince people all they, they need to do is pull out their plan, in my opinion, right? Like, I feel like they have it all worked out. You know, they're doing the mail-in voting. They're doing, you know, they got their ballot harvesting. They're going to contest the election no matter what. And it's, it's. I really think, because think about it. You see those Biden rallies. There's nobody showing up. It's the same thing with Clinton. They had to do all these phony camera tricks to make their crowds look bigger. I mean, if you really go you, the, and the see next, the crowds, it's no, it's no comparison. The, the next you know? shill politician is going to have to be, like, high-tech. Like it's gonna be the like Obama was Obama was a high tech psyop right like that was that right. was big like that was, he was he was pretty good but you start to see through him after as soon as he gets in the office and like just Goldman Sachs and freaking all the lobbyists yeah. everywhere you know just it became really obvious and then you know just the the way he speaks and everything became corny as hell after um, right. after just a few weeks but um, yeah the next one's gonna have to be the next the next dupe candidate will have to be. I don't know, have to be like The Rock or something, or like you know. Something. I don't know. I don't know anybody. I get YouTube ads about you know Democrats and Republicans and Biden and Trump. I still know zero of their policy. Like this is this election's code. I know no policies. Not not Wait, a for either of them. Either of them. Not no. Really? Just look I'm at why, look at the tax policies. I think that's an interesting. <laughs> the, the, just look at look at the tax policies. I think that's that's. Kind of the the one that's going to affect yeah. a lot of people in their daily lives. Um, yeah. The tax policies. I watch, I watch the Trump rally. I watch every single speech he gives. Abortion. I watch every single rally he gives. I actually really like a lot of the things that he says. That's why I have so much hope for him. Like I know his policies and, and what you're saying. It's like he just admits being racist. Clinton there's quote. a black guy it's right next to you. You just said you just said you like things that Trump says, and there's a black man president. How do you? Yeah, I mean, I felt triggered. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I'm so sorry, dude. Could I kiss your boot? Would that make it better? You're welcome. You're welcome for telling you how to feel, Aaron. Aaron, you're not acting angry enough. Trump is super racist, and you're not acting black and angry enough. Please be more angry. Trump is not racist. Hey, hey. He's not the tool in his shed. Uh, You ain't black. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. He's not even black. He's not even black. Get him out of here. (laughs) Get him out of here. (laughs) Yeah, in order – honestly, isn't – where's what happened to individuality? Where is that going? I, obviously, that's that's Excuse the thing me. in the past. That's so I, yesterday. That I'm a, last word. year, bro. I'm a man. First off, I'm a I'm a male. I'm a black man. We 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 have no say in this election. We have no clout. Like Sis. I don't know any. I have a lot of black uh, conservatives on my Instagram or even my social medias, and it doesn't seem like they they, they have a voice, but it's not being represented. You know why doesn't Trump just get some get a get a black conservative you know on his you know on the podium for once you know well, I, mean, I, I think Trump should have I think Trump should have diamond black. and silk he's got he's got <laughs> black conservatives um, 
But none of us are represented, dude. At the end of the day, it's like the big money interests are what's represented, right? Like they they pretend to represent us, but that you know, once the doors are closed, it's it's business as usual. It's pushing us towards the technocracy like we've been going for the last hundred years. Right? Oh yeah, we're done. I don't like like I, I give you credit, Tristan, for your valiant fight, but this is all preordained. Like, you know, this is all that's we're, defeatist we're, we're, talk, man. That's we're, defeatist we're, we're talk. Fight against, we're fighting against, uh, yeah, I could have been, I could have been walloped from it's all the... preordained, man. We all have free choice, man. We can't negate free choice. We all have choice. Like, we have, exactly. we can choose what we submit to. We choose, you can choose what you believe. You can choose what you say. And we, we, we all have choice. I don't, I don't believe in uh, the predestination stuff, but I, 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 I think, uh, I mean, obviously there's no, no political saviors about to, about to come up and swoop right. us all up, except, except Joseph Biden. Have you heard <laughs> of this? Have you heard of this young man, Joseph Biden? I'm riding with Biden. I'm riding with him. If we ride with him. I don't know any black people who, who like his policies. Right, I'll say right. that. I don't know any, I, I know zero black people who like Biden. Zero. Not even half of them. He's like, I'm going to raise your taxes. I'm going to get rid of all your vehicles. I'm going to tax you yeah. more. I'm going to lock you up and mandate masks. But at least I'm not Trump. Trump There's is so one bad. reason to vote for Biden. There's one reason why anybody votes for Biden. It's because they hate Trump. Like, that is the only reason. Why do they know? hate Trump? What they, like, because the TV tells them yeah, to. People, it's the it's same reason like why they wear masks. Because the TV told them to. How do we, this, this stream had nothing to do with the election. We weren't even talking about the election circus. We got Aaron, Aaron over here has to push his uh, had to come up here. My agenda? Oh no, no, I said Trump. I made I said something about Trump. I made I made a joke. I said your boy Trump, and then uh, then we got on it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but um, I did I did want to talk to you about the Great Reset because I just recently started like looking into it. I heard it talked about a lot, you know, and I just started yeah. reading uh, like some of the, the 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 plot points or the highlight points of it, and it's it's just like how. Like they're so unabashed in it. It's like yeah. you're not gonna own anything. Only the rich are gonna eat me. <laughs> like everything's gonna be a service. Like yeah. you're gonna have the Netflix of everything. Everything's gonna be Netflix, basically. It's just Uber, and, F- uh, Uber, Netflix, Amazon, Life. And, yeah. yeah, it's like how, how do and, and this is the thing, Aaron. It's like we do have a say. We do have power. We are so much more than they are, right? There's so many more than the And I think the. The people got the power, power to yeah. <laughs> not like that kind of fake power, right? But it's like right. no, we 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 can choose whether we acquiesce or not. We can choose whether we, you know, we we, we get to choose whether like everything we do, we choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they can't take our integrity. They can't take our honor. They exactly. can't take our dignity unless we give it up. That's you know, up. and um, and that's well, what we've seen though: centuries of people giving up their dignity and integrity for money for security. And they've sold us out, you know. We've kind of sold ourselves out, and we do kind of deserve what we get. Us, us three, and maybe you know the hundred some odd people inside the chat will not submit to this, right? But the masses, the 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 the, the flock of of sheep out there, mm-hmm. they're they're strong as hook, line, and sinker. Like I'm still surprised people are still even because there was yeah. a point where people pretended there was a point where people pretended that they had to go along with the guidelines. And now people who, who like didn't want to go along are now going along. And I'm like, what changed? We have more data. Things just seem like they're getting better in my mind yeah. or, or, or on paper. But it seems like people have, have indoctrinated themselves. 
For sure, dude. Well, these, the thing is, is these people are sheep, right? And they are sheeping because they have been, the system has created a, a situation where it is the, the most easy, comfortable thing to go along with the, the, the tide, to go along with the directions they pushed us. We have to create an alternative to where they will sheep to us. Like, there's always going to be followers. The, the masses will always follow whatever system is the most comfortable, the most easy, the thing that looks best to them, right? So if we all get together, right, and we build communities that are healthy and strong, and we show, hey, this is way better than have, being forced to be muzzled, you know, when you go into Walmart to buy your, you know, your kibble, right? If you, you show that having a family and having a community is actually better, happier, you know, nicer, maybe it's yeah. not easier, but, you know, you can get people... Sheep will sheep, right? Like this is they're gonna. It doesn't matter. You're not gonna. You're not gonna like. You can't bring in all the people in the world into your family and 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 you show them how to live. But it's like we we can teach our children, right? We can teach our community certain things. We can come together in our communities, and I mean that's this is why orthodoxy is so powerful because it allows for different ethnicities, right? Like there's not there's not like the this monoculture within the church. I mean, there are different ethnicities with uh, with very different uh, cultural traditions. But all coming together uh, with the same divine liturgy and praising God. So I, I think the um, I think orthodoxy is uh, is incredibly important in all this. You're going to see a big resurgence in orthodoxy. You already are. Um, yeah. A lot of people are leaving the Roman Catholic Church. Um, it's skateboarding uh, community. In it's, it comes down to community, right. man. It's the most important the thing, and that's why it was the target: right. the family, mm. community, right? These bonds. That's what that's what protected us. That's what kept us strong. Our traditions and having, you know, knowing your neighbors and knowing the power of you, the people united. That's why that was the main target. That's why Mark said, you know, we got to get rid of the family. We got to get rid of the religion. We have to break up the family unit and make these people isolated and alone because, you know, divided we fall. And I mean, it's the same playbook that it always is. If you were a devout Roman Catholic, you, you, you have some questions right now. Mm-hmm. Like if you were super devout Roman Catholic, you have to have you have to be well. The, in, the the thing, the timing of this is they're destroying, like they're trying to destroy people's faith in general. I mean, it's very satanic the way they're going about this. It's it's really evil. Um, let me let me read some super chats. This is uh, Bear Roots Farm is taken off. Bear Roots Farm just donated five bucks. Says one last tip for the hosts, Jessica included, before calling it a night. Great convo, guys. Thanks a lot, Bear Roots Farm. Call in sometime too. It's always great when you call in. Uh, last time you called in, um, there was that fire. We had to, we had to cut it short. But uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Super chat. Thank you very much. Bear Roots Farmer says, thanks for the knowledge. Celebrating your sobriety. And uh, Thank you. No, she's talking to me, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, my knowledge. Wow. My wow. sobriety. I, I, that kind of hurts, dude. I mine. got my ego all puffed up for a second. I thought I was being congratulated. <laughs> you know? Just to get torn down. Dude. Yeah, you're welcome. Torn down. You're welcome. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, hey, that, congrats, uh, by the way, man. You've been doing really well. Thank you. I, uh, I, we really appreciate the updates, too. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate the support. Yeah, Dancy Diaz. Dancy Diaz donated twenty bucks. Says uh, the burning bush. I, I don't know what to do with that. Don't know what to do with that. <laughs> all right, the burning bush, man. I don't know what to do. Dude, with when I saw that, that I, I, I thought immediately of Jay Dyer, and then when he did that video, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, man. Uh, Jessica didn't see the clip. It was Matthew McConaughey with Joe Rogan talking about the Bible, which is really. I don't know what to do with the burning bush. It's exactly what you think he would say about the Bible. It's exactly <laughs> what you think Matthew McConaughey would say. But he, I actually, you know, that, made, that clip did make me like him though, because he did. He, he kind of yeah. in his in his weird little kind of Protestant way, he kind of stood up for believing in God and 
And right, right. Jim, yeah, that was nice to see. It was. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, who cares what these celebrities have to say, right? It's like, why? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you see did you see the Kanye West one? Yeah, <laughs> that was all about God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't really catch those sections. I, I caught a couple clips from that, but I didn't see him talking it, about God. It's like on it's one hand he'll say some he'll say something that's interesting or true, and then on another hand he'll say something that's totally just ridiculous and nuts. And it's like I really don't know what to think about the dude. <laughs> like, yeah, I just don't know what to think. Joe Rogan's like, do you know how strong chimps are? Yeah. You ever tried DMT, bro? I actually really don't like Joe Rogan, but I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. If you bring on a bunch of different people and you have a long form conversation with interesting people in different walks of life, it's, uh, it, you will learn things and it will be an interesting thing to watch. But Joe Rogan himself, I really don't like to do it, you know, but I like the, the format. There we go. Yeah. We've got another, yeah. I think I missed one. I think I've got one super chat that I missed. Let me make sure I got them all. Then we can move forward. Thank you guys for supporting. We appreciate the support. It's uh, best way to support is via the Streamlabs link. I think that's all of it. In time, Sun Tzu. All right. Thank you, Barry's Farmer. She's taking off. Have a great night. Have a good night. Yeah. yeah what else, guys? What else is new? That's gonna be my time. Let someone. Let someone crazy come on. <laughs> What's up? What happened, what happened to vegans calling in? What, where'd they go? None of these right? vegans calling in, man. They just talk shit and then they don't call in. They never call in. They yeah. only they they want to yeah, throw stones from afar and they want to frame things from afar. They don't want to actually have conversations. They're incapable. I'm yeah. still in bondage, by the way. I, I didn't get a twenty dollars super chat in my name. You know, I'm still in bondage, Tristan. So you're still, still big. You're still a big. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... I'm trying to remember because I was looking at Google News today and I saw like a plethora of things that were just absurd. I do that every every once in a while. I pull up Google News and it's like it's just insane what they're pushing as news nowadays. You know, it's like every other article is a celebrity that's talking about something, usually pushing an important narrative. Like today I saw, oh, Maynard James Keenan uh, talks to anybody that thinks that Corona is a hoax. Right. It's like what did he say? uh, Maynard James Keenan? Yeah, wear your mask. People. Wear your mask. What did he say? Right. Basically, you know, I Listen didn't actually the read the article. I looked so at the headline hard. and I knew exactly what it was. This is the the third article on that same subject about that same person. So he caught the virus, right? And he felt sick from it, and he got better. And uh, so he's telling everybody, you know, it was really bad. But the way that they write the article is saying, if you think that the virus doesn't exist. He's got a message for you. Nobody <laughs> thinks it doesn't exist, right? I mean, there might be a they few people. You got a straw man. You got a straw man. You see with the rock? Please keep that mask on. Please keep yeah. the mask on. Well, I like having a beak. So, yeah, I'm going to keep it's it really on. Good. This, this, this makes this made my interest level go up like a, a thousand percent. <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a ritual to attend. I have a ritual to attend after this. Uh, it's at this big mansion. Tom Cruise is going to be there. So I figured, uh, you know, this mask would be uh, fitting for that party. But I'll you see you guys. See... I'll see you guys later. Please, uh, you out of here. Keep on going with the mask. All right, All right. Later, Aaron. Thanks for calling in, man. All right, peace, brother. Later, dude. Take it easy, Aaron. But it's this—it's this false way of shaping the argument. It's a false dialectic. It's the same tactics they use for all of these different types of uh, issues. Is you know, it's a—it's a Hegelian dialectic. The, the issue is not between does it exist or doesn't exist. The issue is, does the government have the right to do what they're doing? And the answer is no. 
you know, and people that call it a hoax are not saying that it doesn't exist. They're saying that they are puffing up the numbers. They are pushing fear on the people and they're trying to achieve a goal in legislation and in control and authority. But they're banning, they're banning everything now, man. They're they're removing like they might remove this just for us talking like this. And we said nothing right. that's like outrageous. Like they they're they're moving towards full censorship. And this was all in the event two hundred one stuff. Censorship of the internet. Um, this this has all been gamed and planned out. So it's um, yeah, it's getting crazy. The, this whole the, yeah. the, the great reset. Would have been it, it, the Great Reset is exactly what they've been wanting to do in response to the so-called climate crisis. It's exactly yeah. what they've been wanting to do um, for many reasons. Many excuses. Any excuse will be used to push that to push that agenda. There's a good mask. That yeah. I feel safe. I feel really. You safe. gotta switch it up every once in a while. Yeah, you know, keep it fresh. Exactly. I feel I feel way better. How do you? Hey, where'd you get that thing, man? <laughs> that thing's cool. Right? That's my brother's. I'm actually at my brother's house right now. <laughs> so, so he's like, I told him I was calling and he's like, oh, I got like 10 different masks for you. <laughs> I got an alien. He, he gave me an alien one too. I don't know where that one went, but uh, yeah. Did you see? I you, mean, they didn't you, specify what kind of mask to wear, right? They said no, face mask. Just, yeah, face mask. Did you, uh, you saw there was, you just mentioned, who was that? Maynard, James Keenan yep. from Tool. Uh, he got what he tested positive or he got sick. Then did you see the thing where The Rock talked about how he tested positive? No, I didn't. You didn't see that? Oh, I'm gonna pull this up, dude. You're gonna laugh your ass off. Yeah, you gotta be kidding. You see the The Rock say he eats babies? You ever see that interview? He was trying to joke about it, but it yeah. just came off very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wait, where's the actual? Here we go. This is. Um... This is so touching. So the update is this. Um, my wife, Lauren, as well as my two baby girls and myself, we have all tested positive for COVID-19. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the latest star to battle COVID-19. He revealed in a powerful Instagram video message powerful. that he, his wife, Lauren, Very and their young daughters, four-year-old Jasmine and two-year-old Tiana, all contracted the virus last month. While all four are healthy now, Dwayne stressed that their journey was a tough one, calling it, quote, one of the most challenging and difficult things we have had to endure as a family. Just the wear the mask, the people. Just wear the mask, please. Do it for the kids. Well. What is wrong Testing with you people? Well, listen, he didn't even get sick. The Jumanji The Next Level star said it's Gosh. one of the toughest things he's endured personally Hardest as well. thing. Testing positive for COVID-19. Um, it's much different than overcoming nasty injuries or, 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 or being evicted or What's in the music? Which I have been uh, more than a few times. And the reason why I feel like this is different is, is because my number one priority is to always protect my family. Yes. And I wish it was only me who tested positive, um, but it wasn't. It was my entire family, so this one was a real kick in the gut. Dwayne said Jackson... <laughs> He's not sick. This is worse than any yeah. like major injury he's ever had. Why? Because he wants to protect people. Because he wants to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is brain yeah. dead freaking moron. What is this guy talking about? <laughs> what an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> what a whore. Exactly, dude. Just I mean, there's bug. just no there's there's no understanding it. It's just it's this is what they want people to say, so they're gonna say it. They he's smart. He knows what he's got to say to keep them checks coming in, you know, to keep his career on the right path. 
Listen, listen. Yeah. Tia luckily see, see what only happens had a sore throat that, uh, for a few days. Get off but he and his wife his... had a tougher time. Oh, he got it. Lauren and I, it was a little bit different. Did he get uh, sick? Okay, he got we sick. We had a rough go, but we got through it. Again, we got through it as a family. We are stronger, we are better. No description of the symptoms? Now that he and his loved ones have fully recovered, Dwayne is sharing three important lessons he learned from his experience. Let me guess. The first is to be even Wear more careful about who you come into. <laughs> be so scared. Don't be coming into contact with Listen to science. To contact with. Don't Since touch his family people. contracted the virus yeah. from close family friends. Ooh, who they got it from friends. No friends. Social distancing. No more no friends. Hugging, no hugging. No hugging. No playing. No hugging. No fun. Wear masks. Stay home. Save lives. Trust the science. Believe science. Science is real in this household. Science is freaking real. Like, what do you, you guys think it's fake? Science <laughs> is real. Science is real. Yeah. Science is real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that, that is that all the video? I'm, I'm not going to watch the rest of it. There's this okay, one. Okay, all right. You'll like this one. This is uh, Ida Alkin, World Economic Forum. 2016, barely anybody's seen these videos. Uh, a lot of the older yeah. people didn't even know who the World Economic Forum was, like back 2016, but now it's so prominent. Um, right. I think this That's is the a, problem with the Biden uh, tape. You know, nobody knows what the CFR is, and nobody understands the implications of it. They're <laughs> like, oh, he said that the fire, you know, they fired the prosecutor. Like, so what? It's like, no, that's a huge freaking deal, dude. That's a huge deal. <laughs> right. He just admitted <laughs> to the crime. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Oops. We'll be right back. Yeah. Apparently. All right, we'll come over here to see what's up with the audience. We'll wait till he gets back to watch the clip. We got someone else named Tristan in the chat. Uh-oh, Matt Andrews. Speaking of science deniers, Matt Andrew in the chat. All right. Sorry Matt I abandoned Andrew. my post. All right. That's okay. I just All right. had to bully Matt Andrews in the chat real quick. Oh, is he here? Yeah, he's awful. Mm. He's awful. There, I don't want to pull him in just because I don't want to deal with the toxic masculinity and the monster. Yeah, he's always all hopped up on monsters. Ugh. Yeah, that's a great way to get your channel censored and, and deleted off of YouTube is bringing Matt Andrews. Bring Matt yeah. Andrews, you'll be. You know, he great. talked to Gavin McGinnis. You know, he actually talked he to talked that guy, to that him? bigot. That guy's horrible. He's a. He's he provided a, a platform for a race. Provided like a platform. Oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> what do you think about it? Yeah, well, but I, I, I decided to wear is... this mask um, to because these are going to be the new gods of the new era, right? This is the best these ones. are our saviors now. Those are the good ones. This is what our saviors. Either you have are a, you have a, you know a kind of more of a I guess a humanistic take on, on cities. Um, and um, what do you think about this? Well, I think the city is uh, is a very interesting place. Like uh, like Carlo is saying, it's a very interesting place where we can actually do many things at the same time. If we do it right, we can do something that's good for people, for environment and the economy. So for me, this is really the place of solutions. But I also think uh, that we have to look at the current situation. And, and with the elections in US, with Brexit, looking at my own country, looking at what might happen in France, there's a clear divide between the urban and the rural population. There's a divide between city and land where we were, I have to look back at and see what we did. And I think we were so busy globalizing, urbanizing, modernizing, that we kind of forgot those who did not, who got left behind. Oh, oh who- see, this is, this is the problem, right? And this is this actually does come back to what the, uh, what 
why we've seen so much orange man bad for the last four years, right? I mean, this the, any, any nationalistic uh, tendencies, any people who want to maintain culture, real communities, they're a threat to this because this seeks to erase all of that and create a global monoculture. So this oh, right, is kind of right. tip to You can't have the alternative. Guys, you can't have people seeing an alternative you to want their to system. to be the big Exactly, man, exactly. Ex-Jakes. X Jakes, what's up, dude? Big man, big daddy. X Jakes sends five bucks. Says, hey, Tristan, I was vegan for three years, 2016 to 2019. I quit mid-2019. You helped encourage me to do the right thing and opened my eyes to who was behind this plant-based agenda. Thank you. I'd love to be on the show someday. X Jakes, what up, dude? Is that you? Is that you in the waiting room right now? Did you? Oh, just... snap. Are you in the waiting room right now? Let's, we'll pull him in. Let's trust. Right now, let's we'll trust the in. science and we'll pull him trust. in. Hey, X Jakes, uh, take uh, turn off the browser sound. Mute, mute the browser. Well, you muted yourself. You can unmute yourself, but just uh, mute your browser, and then we'll just hear you when you talk because it's getting the echo. Do you there? Can you hear me? Jacob, what's up, man? What's up, man? Jacob, what's up, man? I was uh, just calling in. Are you are you the Jacob who 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 just sent that super chat? Is that you? No, 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 that's not me. Okay. I still you you still have the browser. Um, the browser still sending sound through. Maybe if you have headphones, uh, headphones could stop that too. Maybe. Yeah, put on put on your uh, put on your video too, because we don't know you, and we get we get some. Uh, we get some sketchies trying to come through. Uh, it's alright if I don't. I just have a quick question. No, you can put on your video before you ask a question. Well, I, I was at, um, I was going to the farm to help my farmer out yesterday, mm-hmm. and we ended up talking about politics. And he was talking about how. Alright, look, I, I, I muted you. Uh, I'll unmute you when you turn your video on. So you can turn your video on. And you can talk if you have something to say. More than welcome to jump in and chat, but we're not. We're not. You're not going to just keep going, all right? So I'll unmute you when you turn your video on, all right, dude? Yeah, that was that was a little weird. Yeah, I know that voice. Kind of ignored. Yeah. You know the voice. I think I know that voice. Mm. Sorry, you you can get unmuted when you turn your video on, Jacob. Go back to the super chat. All right, you got a super chat over here. Back to the super chat. X Jake's. Before I pulled in Jacob. Ooh, all right, I'll just kick you. I'll remove you. Yeah, he's out. All right, cool. All right. Anyways, yeah, you see, you see, I got that. I got that sixth sense on these dorks. They always, they always come in with a specific, a specific vibe. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm on now. It's like, right. I, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. So thank you for trying, Jacob. Good try, dork. X Jake's donates five bucks, um, dude. Stoked to hear this, man. Loads of people tell me this all the time. I get D- a lot of DMs on Instagram about this one specifically. Uh, but I'm hyped for you. Um, vegan three years, 2016 to 2019. Uh, hopefully you didn't do too much uh, physical damage, right? Um, but I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad to hear that, man. It, it does make it worth it to hear that people are uh, you know, turning their health around and, and leaving that nonsense. So I think it's... Uh, I'd love to hear, hear some more about it. You mentioned you want to... Ooh yeah, dead mosquito. Look at that. Oh, dude, murder. You caught it. I just murked it. That's a very 
satisfying thing when you actually when you actually get it. Oh, yeah, especially I, you know, we, I miss it most of the time. So. But that was, that one was extra, uh, extra satisfying because I grabbed it first with one. Oh, hand, nice! And then I did the grab and smash, which that's always nice. very satisfying. I didn't think it would happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, the vegan thing, dude. It's 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 sad because it's like the most destructive part is how they, you know, when you bring up the the health problems, how they say it doesn't matter about the health, right? So it's like people do do damage to their bodies eventually because it's just like, you know, they, they, they rope you in telling you it's for health. And then when you realize it's not helping your health, it's like, oh, well, it's not actually about the health. It's about the animals. So if you die because of this, that's a good thing because, you know, the animals. It's like that is such a destructive thing. Like, Yeah. Hey, XJake says he wants to call in in, in like 30 minutes. X Jakes, hit me up. Hit me up on the next one because I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up. I probably got max thirty minutes left. I got my buddy Phoenix about, uh, about to jump in, and uh, next time call in and we'll talk about it. So I I would love to hear about your story, man. I think I might do a stream tomorrow evening. Uh, if I do 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 if I do do the stream if I do do the stream do do get it if I do the stream tomorrow hit me up call in. Let me see. I yeah, got, here we got we got someone in the waiting room that I know though. All right. I know this is a real one. Hi everyone. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yo. Hi. I saw you recognize my voice. I'm gonna just prove it in the chat so I'll, you know that I'm not one of those creepy weirdos calling in and saying some weirdo stuff. You're always a creepy weirdo no matter what, but you're my creepy weirdo, and I, and I love you for it, so it's okay. And you're my creepy weirdo, too, Tristan. Oh, guys. Guys. guys this, is, this is heartwarming. What about, guys. What about you? Guys. <laughs> if you want to be the big man. <laughs> the big daddy. Oh, too much. Too much. How you doing, Phoenix <laughs> Compilations? What's new with you, man? It's been a while. Uh, just, you know, school stuff, exams, classes, Zoom meetings. Fighting the patriarchy uh, in between, smashing the fash a bit in between, I hope. Smashing the fash, you know. Nice. Just, you know, college, Zoomer, Boomer stuff, you know. Trans Boomer? stuff. I'm Trans Boomer. I actually, I haven't really come out yet. I guess maybe this will be my come out. I decided to be Trans Boomer, too. Dude, I'm so happy for you, man. I'm so you like happy that? for you. Thank you, dude. Yeah. You're, I'm yeah. proud of you. That takes a lot of strength, you know. I'm proud of I know myself personally, as I'm also a trans boomer, and it takes a lot of strength to come out. You know. Can you prove it though? Like, do you have any like kind of proof? Because you say you're a trans boomer, but I don't know. Like, there's a lot of. I have posers. a YouTube video, dude. I made a YouTube video about it. What more proof? Say do you something. Need? Say something that'll let us know that you're trans boomer. Um, millennials are are uh, lazy. Sing a They're song. Sing a song that'll let prove a sing a song. Trans boomer. Um, Put on my blue suede shoes and boarded the train. Touchdown, the land of the Delta Blues in the middle of the pouring rain. Song, but I can't think of any Motown right now. Well, I got a first class ticket and I was blue as a boy can be when I was walking in Memphis. I'm trying to think of a Roy Orbison song. I was walking with my feet on feet off a of beam, walking in Memphis. I think that, See now, Sorry, I, I just proved that I'm trans boomer right there. Do you guys know who the artist of that song is? 
No. You know? Well, that you just prove you're not a trans boomer. No, 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 because I identify as a trans boomer, okay? You do not define my identity for me, all right? You're being, like, really bigoted right now, dude. Like, I identify as a boomer, hence I am a trans boomer, and that's it, dude. I Like, if you're not going to respect my pronouns, I don't know if I can talk to you anymore. Okay. Simple as that. You win. You win. You can get thrown in jail if you don't call him by his regular pronoun, Tristan. Yeah, dude. Okay, sorry. I don't want to go to jail. And do you know which one he's using? Because there's like over a hundred pronouns. You know what my preferred pronoun is? What? It rhymes with maggot. Oh. Bob <laughs> Bob Saget is my preferred. But yeah. Bob Saget. Is that my bundle of sticks, Kristen? I'm a trans comedian. I'm Bob Saget. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think the trans vegan is definitely the, um, the, the better of those two because it really does like make a lot of good points. You know, not only is it funny, but it's actually really true and it, it highlights the absurdity of that whole thing, you know, of the whole trans thing. But uh, I think trans boomer also highlights the absurdity, just not to the same extent, right? And I didn't want to totally steal your swag by saying trans vegan so much. They're trans boomer. Well, you're not trans vegan. It's like something you can't just say you're trans vegan. Like you can't, I can't? Just, no. You have to be born I that way. I thought that's how it worked. No, you're born that way. Like, you have... Are you trying... Oh, man. I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of attacked right now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to gang up on you, dude. It's okay. Phoenix, <laughs> you should, you should go easy yeah, don't gang up on me with your one-man <laughs> army. Uh, I was actually watching a, a small vegan YouTuber today, and he was talking about how the, the vegan society definition of veganism is wrong, and that he has his own unique definition and i feel like that's gonna happen in the future that's what bobby's perspective said too is the definition is gonna change because right well, now they change it all the time it changes constantly they're constantly changing yeah. the definition and, yeah. was, and was he a vegan phoenix or was he not a vegan he was a vegan he said okay. that i forgot what his definition was but it was something weird but like basically if you eat animals it's wrong even if you cause less deaths basically mm. You're going to try and switch it because, you know, it's too up for interpretation right now. Tristan's trans-vegan right now, so he qualifies. He, you know, he yeah. Well, when you, remove, when you remove God from the equation, you know, you really do kind of open the door to level that playing field and equalize humans to the level of animals. And, I mean, it's, it's a matter of stripping away our rights, you know, as living men and, um, and, and putting us on that same level, right? So, I, I mean, that's the way I view it. You know, I think that's kind of why they do that. Why they're pushing the, the vegan uh, the ideology and why they push against, you know, Christian traditional Western culture because they want to treat us like cattle, right? So it's like they're, they're arguing for animals to have the same rights as us. I don't know. I'm kind of losing the, uh, the thread that I had there, but, you know, I don't know. You get what I'm. I don't even have anything to add to that. I feel like I'm kind of on the right path, but uh, having I'm not finding the words. Yeah, I mean, everybody's looking for something to fill that hole. You know, they're right. looking. They're, they're trying to for. They've had their identity, their cultural identity, has been stripped from them. Their identity as human beings, whether they're a man or a woman, they're it's been stripped from them. So they're looking for something to fill that hole. Uh, just like that article from the World Economic Forum earlier that I was reading said, like they look for social cues. We look for social cues around us for how to behave, how to act, how to react to stimulus. And um, it's it really this, this whole system and this whole fallen world is all about 
it's all about just manipulation of the passions and the psyche through that and dragging man into you know depravity and sin and getting man to destroy the image and likeness of god is the goal of the demons and um yeah it's a, you know all these false religions like veganism and um scientism and all of these things they lead to the same place and that's confusion uh more suffering and disconnection from god it's just it's idolatry ultimately yeah it is kind of ironic how every time, you know, they want to uh, talk about how foolish, you know, religion is, how it's just superstitious, how, you know, believing in God is for the weak and for the ignorant. But it's like as soon as you enter into that atheist worldview, you then replace it immediately with, with just another faith that is less informed by tradition, you know, has less wisdom in it. Yeah. You know, even if you just view like Orthodox Christianity as a tradition to help people be moral people, even if you are not like a literal, you don't literally believe it, you know, um, at least it has wisdom and structure and a foundation for making good people and healthy communities, right? Whereas like if you replace it with scientism, you literally have a, uh, a religion that is all about killing babies and uh, tr blindly believing men. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just silly, like and ironic. But yeah, Tristan, uh, one of the things I want to talk about was happy, healthy injections. <laughs> yeah, mandatory. Um, I double mandatory. What do you say? I, they should be double mandatory. Okay. Yeah, in my school right now, I basically have to create a PSA about why people should take happy, healthy injections. That's you your job? Is, Wait, that's your assignment? That is my assignment. You can't. You oh can't God. say the. You can't say the opposite. Um. No. <laughs> you should, dude. You should just. My do teacher. It. My do teacher it. talks about um, people being anti-vaxxers, and that. Um. That is not a good thing. And. Uh, dude, you should fuck these people, man. You. You. What I. Well, maybe you shouldn't do this, but if you don't care about getting an F in your class, you should just. Just. Uh, you, <laughs> you. I've done so many things, dude. That's a good opportunity for you, man. The problem is I'm not as informed as you are, Tristan. You know, I'm just a I'm just a kid. I don't you know unless I take hours and dedicate to researching. Go to ch children. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dell Big Tree has some really good stuff. Yeah, Dell Big yeah, Tree great. is a great resource. What's I would say Dell Big Tree, D E L B I G T R E E. They pulled him out of YouTube, I think. Um, yeah, he does. He does really good work. He's on D Live. Uh, you can find his stuff on D Live. You can find his stuff up? on thehighwire.com. Yeah, go to thehighwire.com. Find him. Go go to his website. Uh, he, he does a great job. Uh, even just like Robert F Kennedy Jr. Even though he's you know I mean he's he has some funny ideas about other things. But uh, you know, I don't have, I don't have to say this about everybody. But I don't agree with everybody about everything. Whoa, right. whoa, whoa. But uh, RFK Jr. does a pretty good job with Children's Health Defense. I think is his website. Um, I mean, you can just start with reading the inserts. Like, why don't you just read read some of the great some of the ingredients and and uh, talk about some of the side effects of some of these great ingredients? But I mean, this is even like YouTube doesn't even allow you to talk about some of these things. So it's uh, if go ahead. Yeah, I was watching um Hot for Health channel. Shout out to Hot for Health, and she said the reason why people are anti happy health injections is because of the effects that it has on the children yes. when they get the injection and exactly. then you know they're on the on the uh, road car on the road trip back home <laughs> something's going wrong and then you know it can mess their life up and that's what i told my teacher and she said oh it's just a 
that's rare or that's, you know, it doesn't happen too much. Because yeah. if it did, then most people would be having it and then it would be a big problem. Watch the film, watch the film Vaxxed, V-A-X-X-E-D, and the second part um, about the, uh, with the CDC whistleblower, uh, very important. Um, Del Bigtree, the film, uh, both films, V-A-X-X-E-D, um, I think they're available at their website. They're uh, taken off the scrub from everywhere else. Um, yeah, yeah, and without getting into too many specifics, it shouldn't. Ta- it really wouldn't take you too long to find some good points that you can bring up just to raise questions. Yeah. And uh, you could even go at it from the angle of pro-choice, right? Say, I- I'm not anti-vax. I'm not. And as a person that you know, they would call anti-vax. I'm not anti-vaccine. Vaccines are a technology, and they can do good. We're against certain specific things that I'm not going to mention on YouTube, you know, but it wouldn't take you long to, to discover uh, some, some very poignant points that uh, raise a lot of questions. And one girl in my class actually said, uh, <laughs> she said, I got the whooping uh, cough vaccine and then I actually got the whooping cough like a few mm-hmm. weeks later. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, I choose not to get happy, healthy injections. What does that have to do with you not getting it? See, that's that's the I'm saving you by getting it myself type of deal. Yeah. But then my teacher said um, it actually saves the people who can't get happy and healthy injections, people who are elderly who can't give it get it for whatever reason. I'm saving them by taking it, basically. <laughs> yeah, what a to make you feel like a hero, make you feel good about it, and then yeah. you'll want to take it. Where, where was this? Uh, let me see. Um, what was there was a study? I'm trying to find this uh, this link. There's the study from for how to get people. It's a social psychology study about how to nudge people um, to accept the happy, healthy medicines. And oh, I'm trying to find it, but I can't. We talked about it a few streams back, but I forget who published it, and I can't find it right now. Do you remember that one? Uh, are you asking him? I'm asking you if you remember <laughs> which one no. I talked. Oh, man. No, oh. I don't remember the specific study. I was going to say, though, there's a simple question, too, you could raise about, you know, do you think it's a good thing that a you know child under the age of five you know, should be subjected to 50 you know, plus different vaccines, right? Like, even if you support them, there haven't been studies about the interactions of all of these things all given to a, a young child, right? Like even somebody that is, you know, that follows like the mainline opinion on that subject. It's like even that, even though that kind of person, that is a, a question that really raises some eyebrows. It's like, wait, how many do they need to get? Like 50 plus their, their mandate? Like that's kind of crazy, you know? Yeah, another, another thing is getting sexually transmitted uh, vaccines at a young age. Like why yeah. would... Why would a three-year-old need um, a sexually transmitted vaccine for? Right. Not sexually active. Right, right. And I mean, just the, the way that, uh, that these healthy, happy medicines work is that they have contained in them something that's called an antigen, which creates an immunological response, right? That's how they work. Um, and I actually, there's a clip of a, uh, a, a, the United Nations board on vaccines actually talking about this. He says, we haven't done the study on these different antigens, right? Like, each one of them can create certain side effects, but nobody's t- taken the time to really compare how do these different antigens interact inside the human body, especially a developing, growing child human body, right? So it's like, these are important questions, and 
you know, you being told to, to write that paper, it stinks, but it's also a really good opportunity for you to raise questions like this, where you're just saying, look, I'm not, you know, a conspiracy nut. I'm not, I'm not saying anything one way or another, but these are important questions that we should be asking. These are important things that we should be studying. Yeah. Like yeah, if you it, really it, care it, about the health of the high wire, the high wire Dell big trees website, a great place to start with this stuff yes. too. Like he, he does a really good job of breaking a lot of this down. Um, yeah, he's the man. I think that I think that's gonna be the best place to start. Let me. I got. I think I got a super chat here to read. Where did that go? No, that was the last. Wait, X Jakes. Thank you. You guys. I got. I gotta go though. I got. I got some things I gotta take care of. I gotta. I gotta call my. Uh, call somebody right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been. It's been a slightly shorter stream than usual. I know you guys are. You guys love the four hour, freaking marathon streams. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta say th- thank you very much to uh, Phoenix Compilation for calling. In. Thanks, Jerry. Powerful thank lies. You, man. You can find Jerry over at Exposing Powerful Lies, Phoenix Compilations at Phoenix Compilations as well. Um, thanks for calling in, guys. And thanks to everybody who has supported the stream. If you guys want to throw some last-minute support, the best way to do that is via the Streamlabs. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing – we're going to have some more streams to come. Brand Dizzle's back. Brand Dizzle's back. His uh... – <laughs> all right, so we, we have some timing out going on. Aaron took off. We timed out Aaron. We had a, we had a great a culling happening in the chat. But, um... Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Anyways, thank you guys for calling in. Thank you guys for supporting everybody who did support. I think I'm going to try to stream tomorrow night if I'm up for it. We'll see what happens. We'll see how my day goes tomorrow, either tomorrow night or Thursday night. I think Wednesday I've got a meeting, so I won't be able to do Wednesday. So either tomorrow, Thursday, maybe tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. Who knows if you guys are lucky. There's so many things to talk about. And if you guys keep supporting the, ch- uh, the streams, you guys support these via the Streamlabs, we'll keep streaming. Um, I'm out oh, of here, God guys. bless you, Tristan. God bless your family and all the bigots in the chat and you, Phoenix. Everybody have a yeah. great night. No. Jerry, thanks for the update, man. I, I always appreciate when you guys call in. Both of you guys, you guys are uh, mandatory call-ins uh, whenever <laughs> whenever you're around, whenever you're around, if you feel like it. Well, I well, love that voice, his, man. He took off his mask, so can't really talk to him too much. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Keep Here, that I'll distance. I'll do this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> all right, guys. Peace out, biggest. We'll see you guys soon. Peace.